I'm Annalyn McCord. Yeah, this is uh, Billy Zapkin. This is Joni China Dalauer. This is Chris Williams, a.k.a. Black Lightning. Uh, hello, this is Crispin Glover. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Daniel Logan, Boba Fett, Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Episode 2. I'm Dennis O'Hare. Hey, this is Holland Roden. Hey, it's Janet Varney. I am known as uh, the voice of Korra. Hi, this is Jeff Cohen. A.K.A. Chunk. This is Jeremy London. Hi, this is John Wesley Shipp. I'm playing Jay Garrick on The Flash. Hey guys, this is Katie Stewart. I play Virginia Vidara on Netflix Altered Carbon. Guys, it's me, Kato Kaelin. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith. I'm Lily Reinhardt. I play Betty Cooper on Riverdale. I'm Camila Mendez and I play Veronica Lodge also on Riverdale. Uh, I'm Malcolm McDowell. I'm Nicole Eggert. I was on Baywatch, Charles in Charge. Uh, I'm Olivia Dalbo. I'm Pollyanna McIntosh. Hey, I'm Ray Park. You know, you may know me. I play Darth Maul. This is Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie. And- hey, hey guys, this is Vincent Young. Uh, 90210, NCIS, CSI New York. Okay, I'm Roy Davis. Hi, yeah. everybody. This is comedian Nick DiPaolo. You're listening to Below the Belt. You and three other fucking people. <laughs> I could be watching reruns of Melrose Place right now, but I call this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> the Below My Belt is a big, meaty clip. It looks like a catches mitt from 1976. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the mother effing house. It's our spring season finale. That's right, guys. BTB will be on summer vacation. We'll be on a little bit of a hiatus, but not to be too upset because we're going to give you a hell of a show tonight with some of BTB's best. And we will still be active in the summer with... On location interviews on our website, belowthebeltshow.com, and on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. So BTB, although we won't have the weekly panel show, we will be still active on belowthebeltshow.com throughout the summer until we return in the fall. So in the meantime, let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, the awesome panel, starting with, that's right, guys, from the hood to Hollywood. He is the Cal Drogo of the DMV, the one and the only member of the SWAT team, Lion Beckwith. What's up, people? I know y'all miss me. It's okay. okay. (laughs) Yes. It's been a minute, Lion Beckwith. Good to have you back on Below the Belt Shore Airwaves. Appreciate it. Good to be back. 
<laughs> you know, I couldn't keep y'all waiting too long. Yeah, but you're here for a very special show, Lion. I am. It's our spring season finale. I know. So I we're going to be off in the Hopefully summer. Hopefully it's better than Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> Which will we be discussing the final episode. So let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the room. That's right, guys. He is the one and only actor extraordinaire, Big Nick, a.k.a. The Captain. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying RPTB. Make sure you have your seat backs in the upright position and your tray tables are up and locked. Uh, thank you for flying with RPTB. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's right. The lovely actress in studio right now. She is, we coined her a few nicknames, including Triple Dubs. <laughs> yeah. Triple Dubs. And... And Miss Snorkels. Yep. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, she is fresh back from c- the Cannes Film Festival. She is yes. a true celebrity in studio guys Vanessa <laughs> Meadows hello hello Yay. happy to be here thank <laughs> you you're here for our spring finale yeah I'm, I'm so so happy awesome Thanks for having me awesome of course we mentioned you are fresh back from Cannes Film Festival so I guess mm-hmm. w- let's talk a little bit about your experience Vanessa sure. I think that is so cool from so first of all you gone. you've been in three <laughs> major film festivals this year alone the yes. Holy Trinity. Yes. Sundance, Tribeca, mm-hmm. and you went to Cannes. Yes. Wow. I can't say I was in them. I was at them. I wasn't <laughs> in any films You were there, inside them. But yeah. I, <laughs> I was involved. Who's your sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, my husband is really supportive. Can, and, he, can um, he be my sponsor, too? <laughs> right? <laughs> I may can't do the exact same things you do, but... <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> but you you can compromise. You can I can compromise. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about because I saw this amazing red carpet photo. Thank you. You look like a true celebrity. A true star. Oh, my star. God. Thank a you A true so star in that red car- carpet. Kind of a big deal. Kind it of was a amazing. She's a celebrity here at BTB. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's so funny because people keep calling me Hollywood, which is just reminding me of the uh, Bette Midler film, the uh, Hocus Pocus film from 1994, where oh, they call yeah. yep. they call the loser kid Hollywood. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I liked him, but, you know, in the movie... The, the mean kids don't. So it I'm like, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, no, it was um, it was really great. And I was there from, uh, I got there the day before, and I got back two days ago. Um, and so I was there a, a whole week. And um, uh, it was exhilarating is wow. the best way I can That's put it. Awesome. It was, it's by far the best film festival I've ever been to. The um, best film festival? Out of the three. Yes. Really? Well, out of these three, yes. Okay. I mean, I've been to smaller mm-hmm. ones. Um, but yeah, it, we've yeah. all been to smaller ones. Out yeah. of the course, Holy of Trinity. These are the three biggest this film festivals in the world. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you to be a part of it, I was happy enough to be at two out of three. Mm-hmm. But for you to be at all three, it was... I haven't been to none. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing that life. <laughs> Jeez. I've only been to the, the, the sheet that we had in the back of Big Nick's yard. Like. That's right. <laughs> yep. Let me adjust lines of mic. Yep. The hot dogs were good, though, Nick. Hey, right? Yeah. Did you My screen a movie in your backyard? <laughs> Should be a little better. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> actually, where did Fabulous we do? Idea. Where did we do bad dogs at? We oh, we did bad dogs. 
I mean, we did, no, we did bad dogs. At Hold the on, house. wait. It was at the that, house. It wasn't in the backyard. Now, now I think about it. God mm-hmm. dang it! I want my goddamn projector back. <laughs> that projector. That's right. <laughs> He's like, I gotta. Find I pawned it. it. <laughs> he pawned my projector. I gotta find out about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it. find. I'll figure that out. So tell no, us about that was, the, yeah. the film that you saw. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, 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 um, I watched a few actually, but the one, um, the premiere that I went to. That was on the red carpet. Was hi. Um, was too old to die young. And uh, I don't know how to say his name, uh, but the director was Nicholas Winding Refn, and I feel really bad about not being able to pronounce it. But um, it was. Uh, it's fine. I I mess with people <laughs> names on a regular basis. <laughs> so Winding Refn's that sounds close enough. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no. So I will say it was it was really good. Um, it, uh, the way I understand it is that there are thirteen episodes, and each episode is a feature length film. Okay. And I saw one of those episodes, so it's presented as a feature length film, but there are going to be thirteen movies. Wow. And they're being treated as episodes, and it's one giant TV show. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I saw one of those. Um, it was very violent, very graphic, which I wasn't expecting uh, to be. And obviously I should have because his films tend to be uh, like that. But uh, yeah. I was so excited about just being able to go. I did not, like, prepare myself for that. So in the <laughs> theater I'm like, oh, crap, that's right. <laughs> and <laughs> But it was... Um, yeah, it was really cool. And then after the movie, he got up and he spoke, which apparently is very unusual. They don't usually, the is directors that, don't get up and speak. Is that bad to do? Is that frowned upon or is it just no. unusual? I, I think it's just unusual. Okay. Yeah. And so he, he I shared I've actually been to a couple Tribeca um, premieres where they did a little Q&A afterwards. This is at Cannes. I think it right. can. Right. It's can. They, 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 they mm-hmm. typically don't. I, that's okay. what I hear. It was my first time, but that's what I hear. Okay. So I, I felt All really women lucky. say it's their first time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So it's a okay. little bit of a redhead special tonight on Volume. <laughs> it's Volumen. a redhead yeah. special. Um, it's also our season finale. <laughs> and a season finale of Below the Belt show, because we'll be off for a few months, would not be complete without the one and the only... Whispers of Autumn Cosplay, a.k.a. Fear of Winters, TMF, Tiffany Marie Ford. There's a lot of AKAs there. It sounds like an identity <laughs> crisis, which I guess for any performer is always true. So. <laughs> I feel like to be a BTB panelist, you do have to have at least two AKAs. Yeah, you have mm. to have This them. is true. Yeah. From the hood to Hollywood. Cal to Baltimore, the Captain Big Nick. The, the, only one I the, the, the only one I know that only has one moniker in this room is Mr. Celebrity Soto. I guess I got a few others. Okay. A lot of them are uh, not mentionable. Oh, <laughs> that's right. There it is. Uh, we don't know what he's doing that's not rated PG-13. Yeah. Sadly, <laughs> I do know what he's doing. <laughs> the, <laughs> Fili- the Filipino. You, call, you call, came up with that one. The Filipino dream or something? Yeah. Philippine dream. You are the Filipino so dream. So you're telling me that you're known in a different way in oh. Oh, this the was like No, no, no. This was the BTB... Uh, we're talking about um, back 1. when he used to do porn. That's exactly what I was just insinuating, <laughs> but you had to throw uh, it know, all out there. You could just say oh, it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your porn name, Al? It used to be Big Perf. 
<laughs> BP. BP. <laughs> but that name has been a long, long retired. Uh-huh. <laughs> the things you learn about your friends. <laughs> And we haven't even started the drinking yet. Yep. We're just like this normally. And we're going to be uh, partaking in such a, such a, an amazing... Uh, celebrating the finale, of course, with yeah. some champagne, yes. some Riesling. <laughs> yes. I brought Chamberson. Virginia does it right. Yes. Mm. Oh, okay. This is great. All right. Mm. So let's go ahead and kick off more entertainment news. I guess we can go into some... Can news, I guess, right? Can. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the big movie was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. which apparently had a six-minute standing ovation. Mm. Really? Wow. I mean, that is I mean, amazing. You got Brad Pitt and Leo. And Leo. I mean, and Margot Robbie. Let's yeah. not forget. Oh. Well, well, we know you're not going to forget. Oh, yeah. I, would Mar- a, I would give up any man, any man, you know, man-esque <laughs> toy for Margot Robbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it wouldn't just be fake lesbian where you still use dildos. It would be oh, full-on commitment that was, lesbian. That was below so, the belt. So, hold on, <laughs> that was a little below the belt. So, I need to official below the belt line. I think I nailed it Did for y'all this season. Porn? What, is, what is going on? Hey, I wish. Judge, it's an accepting world, okay? My okay. sexuality is my own business okay, okay. Yeah. I, I just felt like you might have shared with everybody are you shaming right. sex workers i'm not a sex worker oh, but oh my well, god well i'm you forget who you're talking he's to. the last person that should oh, be oh. that should shame sex workers right yeah. it's all jokes games until it comes to me <laughs> <laughs> i mean you used to be called a hee-ho right yeah, it's still on the weekends <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you, you tell know. them what the swat team stands for what does swat team stand for nick <laughs> can you can you say S- smashing whatever ass tonight? <laughs> yeah. That just sounds uh, like you're desperate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when it gets past two a.m., it's pretty desperate. <laughs> At that point, who's left in the club? <laughs> I mean, you can make friends with your hand and have a good time, get stank oh happy, my. and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, are you questioning his sexuality right now? Look, moisturizer's cheap these days. It I don't is. have to question his sexuality. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get turned on by looking at myself in the mirror sometimes. I mean, so I'm actually not surprised at all by that. Asexual? Um, I, I try to get asexual whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, line is me sexual. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There it is. So back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> one thing that was really cool that I thought was really cool, as you know, the great Luke Perry had passed away from 90210 fame. Yes. He's actually in I Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and Leo and, and Brad Pitt were talking about fan fanboying over, over Luke, Luke Perry. Perry, of all people. Mm. That's pretty yeah. rad. I mean, wow. like, 90210 was a staple because of my he's childhood, been a, his entire life, His entire life was essentially grown on camera, so he's been around. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was a staple in a household name before household names became a very right. popularized term in America. So right. yeah, He was like the new James Dean. Basically, yep. He said, uh, so Brad Pitt said, we were like kids in a candy shop because I remember going to the studios at Beverly Hills 90210 mm-hmm. and saw what was going on, and the icon of coolness for us uh, was that mm. was nine oh two Luke Perry man. Yeah, a cool dude. Yeah. What a way! What a cool way to go out though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I mean, you think about it. Like you pass, but then this huge movie with hey. two iconic mm-hmm. actors are like fanboying over. You. That's awesome. Yeah, like you can't get no bigger tribute than that. You yeah. left your mark on the world. Right. You know? Absolutely, and yeah. of course. 
if you didn't know, Riverdale, they um, addressed his death. That he didn't die on camera, in, on camera <laughs> or in the script yet. Mm-hmm. He did go away for a little while. Yeah. So they're going to address mm-hmm. everything that happens to Luke Perry's character in the next season of yeah, Riverdale. The close-up so. story arc. That's good. Yes. So um, I think they also wanted to get permission from his family as to how they wanted to handle his character. Of course, yeah. Um, but yes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out um, July 26th. Oh, I'm um, so excited. Yeah. What else? Um, Marty was the winner of the festival's top prize, the Palm d'Or prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you know about the Palm d'Or prize? Or do you know anything about Marty? No. Okay. So that <laughs> <was> <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I was catch it. Wasn't interested. Here's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you're so focused on mm-hmm. not the movies. You right. know what I mean? You're so focused on going out and meeting people and connecting right. and you know, um, that side of the festival that I did care obviously about the films and I wanted to see what I could see. Right. But, uh, you know, this first time for me was just figuring out the lay of the land and, mm-hmm. you know, that way the next time that I go, I'm not confused. I'm not questioning. You got your mission. My actions. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I, I had, there was a lot going on for me. So no, but I do, I do know that that's like the top award. Yeah. So that's yes, really cool indeed. for them that they won that. Yeah. Another big movie is Rocket Man. That's the biopic of Elton John. I'm excited to see that. That was huge. That song stuck in my head the entire night. We should play that on the break. (laughs) (laughs) Have have any of you guys seen the video of Taron Egerton and Elton John playing Rocket Man together? Because, like, Elton John's playing the piano and yes. Karen's singing it. Yes, I did see that. amazing. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Liam Miserab also premiered at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another one? They made yeah. another one? They, they're making another one, yeah. Didn't they, just, didn't they do one, like, they a couple of years like ago? They did one with, like, Hugh Jackman a few years ago. And so one, like, Oscars and stuff? Released on Christmas and everything. Yeah, we went to see that. It was Hugh Jackman. He mm-hmm. has a, a large background of theater and yeah. musical mm-hmm. theater. Oh, yeah. But specifically in that, like, he, it really mm-hmm. showed his range. I remember he sang it at the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's... He essentially had to become a completely different person in that, which right. not to say he yeah. wasn't incapable and of yeah. it. Wolverine, and this was the height of this is the height of Wolverine nice, too. Right, so it was a total just switch, like total one eighty on his fan base. I mean, it was even more emotional and powerful than the Greatest Showman for him. I think. Yeah, I actually. And they're making the another one. Well, who's in this one? Do we which know I was surprised in? about. Yeah. Um, Lily Collins is in this one. Okay, she's one of my new favorites. Yeah, right now. I got to go to the extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile premiere, mm. which was awesome. Yeah, and, mm. and the after party. Mm. So that was cool. You're the cool kid. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity solo. <laughs> so moving into my favorite fandom, TMS favorite fandom, and Big Nick's favorite fandom is Star Wars. Yep. Um, that's right, Daisy Ridley on the cover of Vanity Fair, mm-hmm. who plays Ray. Um, just some great production stills and. They alluded to some of the things uh, that we can look forward to on uh, mm-hmm. December 20th. Um, you're going to see more of the relationship of Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. I really like and that Ray. the the new the new uh, display of this or the sorry I, I really like that the new approach to this for Vanity Fair of all magazines yeah. it's not a fashion shoot of her but it's Ray an empowered character yes it's like it's actually her as Ray that's completely different Isn't I've never cool? seen anything like that from Vanity yeah. Fair and I've subscribed mm-hmm. to them since I was a child so that's yeah and cool. it's 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 another example of how mainstream and and how open the nerd culture has been now it's cool to be a nerd. Versus yeah. being a kid when no, yeah. you got bullied and you had to hide that. <laughs> yeah. Now you're like, wait, I can be a cool adult. This is even better because I can drink <laughs> right. and like Star Wars. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, you gotta think Geek about it sheet. because the kids that got picked on in school are the people that are running the world today. Yeah, they're not exactly. quite. They run yet, Hollywood too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, like, I mean, like the elder brothers are, are are getting to forty. 
Yeah, Bill Gates is one he of the people running like, the world. Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. Like, right? They had yeah. it worse you, than we yeah. even. Between yeah. them two alone, seriously, right? Jeez. Yeah. Seriously. I had to hide being in an anime club. Like they were, like they had it worse though. Because again, like I just said, they came from like Revenge of the Nerds time era. Right, <laughs> but and, but that that's what generation. I'm saying. But when you have that generation running the world today, they yeah. lead mm-hmm. the way. They open the doors for all nerds. Yeah, yeah. I mean nerds like J.J. Like, Abrams. I mean it's right? not just that, but right. well, J.J. Abrams is phenomenal, but it's not yeah. just that. But look at Pokemon, for example. You combined <laughs> because that was our childhood. Detective you now yeah. combined adults and children or teenagers now have something to bond over that is Watch okay them together. to Watch like them together. together. Yeah. Yeah. Because the original games were when we were kids, so we know all about them. Whereas yeah. the mm-hmm. kids today and then Pokemon Go. Today's, that's what they came into. Yeah. yeah. So it's really cool that we somehow, with the nerd culture, especially in video games, we have bonded over. together two generations, especially in a time when those generations are always quarreling yeah. over who was better. <laughs> like, I mean, name a, name a bigger entertainment event than San Diego Comic-Con now. Right? <sighs> that used to be a comic yeah. book convention. <laughs> yeah. And now it's one of the biggest events in it's the country. It's the biggest one in the West Coast. Yeah. So yeah. expensive. In the country. It's yeah. Bi- yeah. So, so also in the new Star Wars movie... We're going to see Rey progressing in her training yep. as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. We're also going to see the Knights of Ren. Finally. That's right. Um, the Vanity Fair magazine actually had bes- behind-the-scenes photo of them in Confirmed the desert. It. So were the Knights which of Ren. Which is awesome. Are there. That's awesome. Um, we're also going to see um, Palpatine, as we had mentioned a while ago here on BTB, uh, yes. a.k.a. Darth Sidious, the Sith Lord, will make his return mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, we, ha- we all have questions. <laughs> also, Carrie Russell's who character is revealed kind of looks like the Rocketeer, in the, my the, opinion. The, 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 yeah, the helmet you, does look do, like the Rocketeer. Do, do you remember the Rocketeer? Mm-hmm. 91. Yeah. Oh, man. Red jacket. But Based, the bounty hunter Zam Wessel, which is one of yeah. the more underrated characters, I think, in the prequels. Oh, it yes. gets better. I mean, um, it was confirmed that also... Has a really cool costume. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. Similar. Doesn't it look yeah. very look, similar the helmet to is, Zam Wessel? Yeah. 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 So I think the inspiration was a little bit of Boba Fett, a little bit of Zam Wessel. And a little bit of Rocketeer. In that one. Um, Carrie Fisher will, will appear on screen with not only Ray, but with her daughter, Billy okay. Lord. But who else? You, you get to it. Get to it. It's confirmed. We just don't know how he's going to be in it. Oh, you had mentioned. So they didn't announce this officially. I saw it on some rumor sites. That I saw the link. And that that's more of, that hasn't been confirmed yet. But, okay. the, but you the did sites allude. that did release it, including one of the Star Wars sites, they just couldn't confirm how. They didn't confirm how. But that, they said Harrison Ford is going to be in this film. Yeah, they just didn't somehow. say anything okay. else. Okay. That's great. That's we, we don't know how, but... So I'm so excited for that. Anakin yeah. uh, himself. So um, Hayden Christensen also rumored to... Also return. That's good. What? So. Good for him. Which, which yeah, Alan and I had a good discussion about how I was actually like, it was impressive. I think that he walked away when he did from Hollywood, yeah. and now that he's been going to conventions, that's a right. bit different than being in the spotlight all the time. Yeah. And now that he's going to have a part in this new movie, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's really nice to to bring him back to life. It feels mm-hmm. like a reunion of. It's everyone. a nice way to bridge the gap, mm-hmm. you know, between our prequels and then you know seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. And it, it's good to kind of you know bring those communities together because ultimately we're all Star Wars fans. You know, but now we got all ages, and like our our mm-hmm. generation with the prequels are now at that age where we actually appreciate them a little more because everything's going to be tied into the, exactly. the new trilogy, which is yeah. which is great. Um, another great thing is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the theme park at both Disney World and Disneyland. Is it one open now? John open Williams now. has written a new theme exclusively for. Um, my man, John Galaxy's Rogers. Edge. Well, yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love awesome. him. Yeah, dude. 
And news on the Batman movie, guys. So Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. is rumored to star Glitter oh, Batman. No. Yes, in Matt Reeves' upcoming. I'm sad. I'm so sad. <laughs> the Batman film, really? Glitter Batman. You know how I can get behind it? If if we do, if it's Batman Beyond and Michael Keaton plays old Bruce Wayne, then I'm all about it. But that's not going to. So stand. the thing oh. is, is that Robert Pattinson is a good thought. Is right? a, then that'd be cool. But it's not he's a I, very good actor. Yeah. Um, but. His most popular is project is Twilight. And yeah. if you're comparing Sparkly Vampire yeah. to yeah. The Man you, Behind you know, the Cow. Yeah. Well, they they said part. the same thing about Heath Ledger about being the Joker, too. Right. And look what happened there. Right? So I'm willing to have an open mind with Robert Pattinson. If he can put because some muscle on. Because he's a good that's actor. <laughs> if he can put some that's muscle on, I'm behind. I mean, yeah. because I honestly think... I mean, what, if they can make what better Affleck transition Batman. from a vampire to Batman. I don't think yeah. they could make him Batman. They tried. Not sold they on tried that. their best on Bat, on Batfleck. And <laughs> I mean, it was a different universe, and people keep forgetting that. I yeah. think yeah. that as an actor, though, mm-hmm. he put on a lot of weight for that. He, he did have a lot of problems it. in his life, but he yeah. busted. Yeah, he, he busted, busted his, his ass, ass for and he worked mm-hmm. hard, and he yeah. transformed his body. And yeah. honestly, he had the look. Yeah. Um, he was definitely brooding. You know. Like back MySpace era, mm-hmm. Good Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I love Good Charlotte. <laughs> like, yeah. That kind of look, but yeah. like Bat- Batman v Superman, Batman. I appreciate. I liked more than Justice League Batman because I felt like it was darker, and that was the that yeah. was the type of Batman that I really enjoyed. He was enjoyed. the flawed he Batman. Was he was more yeah. flawed than Christian Bale, yeah. which yeah. he played the part I think of well enough with with a freaking. <laughs> With Twilight Batman, at least mm-hmm. the one thing you can say is he's good at staring at you from corners. We can tell that from... <laughs> yeah. like, so, so he'll have the... I'm, I'm staring at you. I'm keeping thing, an yeah. open but mind on Robert Patterson. I'm keeping an open mind. So if, if he can put on muscle, I'm with it. I, I think he can if do he it. If he can put on muscle, because I'm... A little mean, less again, pasty. He played a vampire. That's, right. Yeah. That is... Kind of close to Batman. Now, have you seen some yeah. of the other stuff he's done since Twilight, though? That's the thing. A lot of people have not. Yeah. Like, he was in a pretty gritty Western, and he did a right. great job on it. Absolutely. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I can see him as Batman but if he can I'll put weight sh- on. I'll give him a shot. So there are conflicting reports that Robert Pattinson is not 100% locked in, and there's other right. actors still in the running. Yeah. So the Hollywood Reporter notes that Nicholas Holt, no. Army Hammer... And Aaron Taylor Johnson are also contenders for Batman as well. Of, the, of those, Army Hammer was probably the Army best Hammer. candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'll keep an open mind. I thought Army was great. They was also talking about him as for the new Wolverine too. Who Army Hammer? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. And this is just breaking. Yeah. Vanessa He's Hutchins uh-huh. and and uh, uh, Charlie is, uh, Hunnam. They're saying Charlie Hunnam could be Wolverine well, also, but who, it, we'll get to that. The son of um, that guy. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh yeah. His yeah. Son. Oh. L- L- mini, mini Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. Scott. Yeah. Scott, Scott Eastwood. Eastwood. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That yeah. could be a good one. So there's yeah, now yeah. rumors that Vanessa Hutchins mm-hmm. is going to be Batman. It, no, is going to be. It's going to be Catwoman. Yeah, woman. Catwoman. That'd be cool. What do you think of Vanessa Hutchins as Catwoman? I could. I don't know. I can That'd see cool. that. I can see right. that. She's certainly. If Anne Hathaway can pull it off, I think Vanessa. If if we got um. Yeah. What's what's her name playing Cheetah? Kristen oh, Wiig. Kristen Wiig playing Cheetah. Possible. Then Vanessa Hudgens could probably pull right. Yeah, she's got the sex appeal. The question is, is this still the same universe? Like, what are they? That's a, that's a good question. Are they resetting everything again? That's a good question because once they have their next Justice League movie, yeah. I'm guessing that this, whoever gets it, whether Robert Pattinson, whoever, yeah. will be in the next Justice League movie. I guess. But 
I this might be weird to say because everybody pictures her as a one as Wonder Woman, but I could see Gal Gadot making a really sultry. Oh, yeah. oh very dude, she'd be hot a, and intense. That would be an intense. Cat. I, I, see the language. I am one hundred percent about that. I can't see the language. Get, though. No, yeah. I, I, I think the way she walked in it. Get her in the cat suit. Yeah. I'd be okay language with that. And everything. If, yeah, if, the way if she they walked, did a voiceover for her, yeah, yeah, but not mm-hmm. not the no, way she talks. No, I think she has the prowess, and I think she was definitely empowering enough on screen to play that role as Catwoman. I can also see her as Italia role too. Not the way she talks. But I, yeah. I know but they can that. Work with that. <laughs> yes. they I can know. work Personally, with that. Not the way she talks. No, what about like Talia Rule? That'd be cool. She'd be, she should be Talia. Yeah, she could be a perfect. Now, now yeah. that I can absolutely yeah. see. Yeah. Definitely. But but I'm just picturing Gal yeah. Gadot in the cat suit, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. But yeah, look wise, absolutely. But yeah. Gal, of course, is known for Wonder Woman. I yep. do have some Wonder Woman news, and I don't think. I, mean, I love her as Wonder because Woman. Because she's in D.C. as Wonder Woman, I mean, she she'll ever be, be considered, but Catwoman. Yeah. But I think she'd be great. So she your girl, be. Patty Jenkins, having second thoughts about yeah, no. her decision to request the film be pushed to 2020. That's only because she saw it and now she's and like... And she saw your scene. Yeah, she saw my scene and was like, oh my God, people have got to see Lion. <laughs> 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 we, can, we cannot hold this back from the world mm-hmm. this long. She <laughs> said she's excited at how good Wonder Woman looks. So apparently they've already edited the film. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, it's done. Um, it's done. She's it's done. So she says, I know that for a fact. It's okay. absolutely done. So the okay. entire time that they were making the movie, she was lobbying because they wanted to move it um, to the summer of 2020, but now she's like, oh, it's frustrating now to have to wait because she knows it's that good, which is a very positive thing. Uh, just because I'm having a brain fart, when, they, when were they originally going to be releasing it? November the 1st of this year. Of this year? Right. And they pushed, mm. had they, uh, have they officially pushed yeah. it or is it still November Oh, 1st? it's definitely pushed. Okay. It's June 5th now of uh, next Absolutely. year. Oh, uh, okay. Which I'm like, God damn it. Because I was all pumped because like November is my birthday. So I was like, Mm, yeah, yeah you that would have been amazing. I would have, it would. Yeah. I was so on for yeah. it. Yeah, but at the end of the yep. day, I mean, whatever, whatever is cool. going to be the best sales. I, I just guess. can't wait to see this this wonderful human being on a big screen in a crowded movie theater. Yes, that, that's, there it is. That's bud. what I'm excited for. Hopefully, we'll finally see a trailer. What's going to happen is like I'll be at the theater and it'll be crowded and everybody be quiet, <laughs> and then the show, I'll be like, Yes, Ryan! <laughs> and everyone will be looking at me like, the fuck's this the dude doing? I'm hoping we get our teaser trailer by Comic Con, by oh, San Diego yeah. Comic Con. Yeah, you Comic- think be, do you they think have to drop by then. If the movie's know. edited, Hard they, to say, they huh? have to have a teaser. It's going to be it's going to be a whole different yeah. trailer than what I saw though. Okay. Because because I've already heard mm-hmm. the new one has like mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig in it. Yeah. And nice. And stuff like so they and definitely Lion, changed it up. Lion so because the the one that I saw originally, yeah. just it was literally us four. It was Gal. It was um, the little girl, mm-hmm. and it was me and and the, and the other gentleman. It right. was only four of us in the trailer. All right. So <laughs> they're definitely it's definitely gonna be they're gonna open it up with a bigger trailer now, right? Yeah, You're so like 2020. Okay. Can it come soon enough, right? <laughs> man, man. Right. Yeah, it's man. Gonna be good. It's gonna, gonna, so gonna be yeah. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, Speaking man. of trailers, uh, Toy Story just dropped another trailer. A nice, nice extended trailer. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Haven't seen it yet. But yes, it comes out June twenty first. Did you guys hear that Tom uh, Tom Hanks was denied beer at Stagecoach, the music festival, and he offered Tom Hanks. Yeah, For what? he offered uh, what? Okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> he offered them uh, four tickets to the premiere the, the of Toy Story bartenders, <laughs> and they still wouldn't give him beer. What? Yeah, why? Give him beer? Yeah, why? Uh, because his ID wasn't approved. It, what? So even though oh they knew, God. and he name dropped, he did all. 
<laughs> he said all this stuff for like 20 minutes. He was arguing with them, what? and they refused. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that ridiculous. So then, um, eventually like he got his wristband, and then he got beer. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. I'm like motherfucker, I'm Poor Tom, Tom Hanks. Here's twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Give me a goddamn beer. I know. How do you deny Tom Hanks? Him. Seriously. Well, yeah, like, clearly, he's, the thing is, is, like, I don't care who you are, but right. if you're yeah. clearly not under 21, right. I'm going to yeah. give you beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know Tom Hanks, so I know for for a fact that he's absolutely not Wait, underage. You, so. you know Tom Hanks? Well, I know of him, okay. and I know his face. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, who like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was, you know, I was just um, a little surprised by that. Another big Disney movie is Aladdin, which comes out this weekend. Live action. Yes, live the action, live action yeah. Aladdin. 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics' uh, score is not so sad. Too, I'm not super thrilled about all this live action Disney stuff, man. Like, I'm yeah. having a hard time getting around it. Beauty and the Beast did well. Didn't Dumbo was uh, mediocre. I, I haven't seen reviews. either one of those. But look for Aladdin to clean house uh, at the box office. That's because Avengers has been out for a month now, you know? So. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see. How Will Smith does is the genie. There were some criticisms that yeah. he, he can't it's pull a hard off. Act to follow. It's a hard Robin act. Robin Williams. It is a hard act. To follow. One of the oh, hardest yeah. acts to follow. Yep. Thank you. But uh, this was one review that was interesting. The re the remake of Aladdin might entertain you, but you'd be a heck of a lot more entertained by watching the original film again, mm-hmm. or by going to a real life parade. <laughs> or by doing some gardening, <laughs> or by doing a crossword puzzle. Just go see John Wick three instead. Ouch. That was really tough, man. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Wow. So, though, uh, like I said, I'm not super surprised because yeah. I'm. I, I know. Just, I just can't get in the in the. I can't feel the same love with the live action films like with the animated ones. Yeah. Because there's really? a, there's a, yeah because there's a sense of charm from those animated movies, you know, because that's how Disney mm. started. Disney started with animated movies. Mm-hmm. And for me, it just seems like they're milking the cash cow. On yes, it, you know, and so absolutely. Oh, they're absolutely, you know, and, and absolutely. It, and yeah. Between that and the fact that they're honestly making these movies to Cheers. basically renew our, uh, you know, their licenses and all that jazz. Right. So for me, yeah. I, I can't really get the love behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Cheers, For the listeners that don't know what's happening, <laughs> we are clinking our plastic glasses filled with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so films in production include. Oh, I'm really looking forward to another one of my favorites, Anna Kendrick, who's tackling oh, yeah. sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Joe Pena's sci-fi thriller, Stowaway. Oh, all right. Yeah. So this is the second feature from Pena and Ryan Morrison. She is a tiny human. She could probably fit in small pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the duo behind the Cannes official selection film, Arctic. The Cannes. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I mean, it's interesting to see Anna Kendrick tackles... Something different because she's known for doing romantic comedies, yeah. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. A simple Favor though was phenomenal. That was with a great Blake Lively. Oh, and I think that yes, that was. I good. mean, she's very down to good earth, twist, so they too. put her in another yeah. mousy role where she was down to earth. But yeah. I like that they then empowered her, mm-hmm. and she was the one that came out on top. Yeah. Like even though Blake, but you know, Blake good for Lively her for kind of getting out of her uh, comfort <laughs> zone too. You know, I <laughs> yep. mean, like this is her f- this is her suits. first like real sci-fi. I mean, she could totally own it, and we'd be like, wow, let's get let's get Anna Kendrick more sci-fi. Yeah. I think she can play it off because she easily comes off as she could be the squirrel comedic girl, girl the next door. Mm. Right? She'd make a really cute... She would be the, the yeah. perfect squirrel girl for the MCU. Just saying. People were talking Marvel. about that for a while. I don't know for if years, come people have been saying squirrel girl MCU. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully someday. Um, I think squirrel girl is going to be like 
Howard the Duck. Ooh. Uh, in, in the comics, well, Squirrel Girl is the only one that has ever defeated Thanos. Oh, in wow. In the comics, yeah. That's a little nuts. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Good pun. Good pun. Yep. A little nuts. Yep, yep. Uh, so John Wick uh, 4, uh, because 3 is such a big hit, Yep. John Wick 4 will uh, be in production and so hit good. theaters May 21st, I'm 2021. I'm so all about oh, yeah. it. I oh, haven't yeah. seen 3 yet because I've been broke Me this neither. week, but... I'm mm-hmm. going, I think, next Friday. <laughs> All you got to do is call me. We go. Okay. I'll go yeah, with you guys. You, 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 didn't, you didn't forget. you didn't, third time. Did huh? you not forget about the Screen Actors Guild? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, mother. <laughs> VIP <laughs> on me. All right. I'm free you on Friday. You just have to pick him up. That's what you're going to I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up for John Wick 3. There you go. <laughs> He's got you on the Screen Actors Guild, but he doesn't have a car. Actually, so I, did, I yeah. did go to court yesterday, so I'll maybe get my license back. Oh, yeah. Yay. It went favorable? It did. You can talk. Talk about it. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Dude, so they, that's they put great. For every installment of my license. So nice. Yeah. Good, good. good. So now yeah. I'm a drink and lose it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do that. Seventy-two percent of Americans have had a DUI, and now it's so Holy common. Hell, that's really it's high. so common that it doesn't even get you um, completely cut out of the eligibility for a government job or government clearance as long as there's no violence involved or anything yeah. to do with a gun. Good I was say, if you kill Good somebody, then, you know. Killing somebody you know, is different. You're not getting your license back when you do that. Kind of frowned upon. Loopholes, loopholes. They're doing a, a remake of The Invisible Man. Um, set to be released in March no 2020. Wow. Was this Kevin? Ba- is this Kevin Bacon or Chevy Chase? Invisible. Well, Man? this re- uh, remake will be Elizabeth Moss from *Handmaid's Tale*. Okay. And Storm Reid are top-lining this horror thriller. Mm-hmm. It will be produced horror by thriller. Blumhouse. Okay, so Kevin Bacon remake, yeah. not yeah. comedy *Invisible Man* with Chevy yep. Chase from like right. I think it was like '89 or whenever that movie came out. Yeah. I mean, but if you think about the concept of an invisible man, I superhero or not, I think of that as frightening. Yeah. <laughs> like that's traumatizing. No, yeah. thank you. That's the boogeyman in your that's, closet while well, you're Well, that's changing. also Sue Storm's oh. uh, yeah. power as well. That is Sue Storm's power. She is the invisible woman. I don't woman. think she'd yes. be in your closet while you change, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably not. There's a probably lower not. probability of a woman in that position doing yeah. that. I'm just saying. How much more can you do with it, though? Like, I don't know. You're invisible. Make people right. think I that you're this. There it is. I, I can't Break see shit. It. That's, That's all. Yeah. I'm can <laughs> you feel the invisible person? Yeah. Right. So like, if mm-hmm. I okay, so you can yeah. feel them. And, so and I'm assuming if they're invisible, they have to be mm. naked because their clothes can't be invisible. That's true. Right. Unless they have. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever see the joke? Okay, there was a joke once. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the joke mm. where Wonder Woman was on top of the mountain and looked like she was masturbating, and Superman was like. I can just swoop in real fast oh, and do it to her. And she probably wouldn't wrong, even know it. But I am saying there it was wrong. no masturbation in well, the beginning well, of that joke. Sad, but, but, but I had to give a visual because I, because I had to give a visual. I think there was enough of one actually. I just <laughs> okay. So she was Wonder Woman was on top of a hill, and, sh- and then okay. what happens is Superman was flying past and was like, "I can swoop in real fast yeah. and do it to her," and she probably wouldn't even know, right? Okay. And then he was like, he did it. Yep. And then the Invisible Man was like, "Why is my ass hurt?" Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it never, ever gets less. Below the belt, guys. Below, Below the belt. Uh, there it is. Christopher Nolan has his next movie. It's called Tenet. Or Tenet. 
Tenet. Um, it's is, actually an original script, guys. Uh, he wrote an original screenplay. Okay. Um, spanning seven countries. Um, and it's He's pretty about, ambitious with his films, man. He does yeah. that a lot, so I'm okay with that. And it's about the world of international espionage. Ooh, spy movie by Already? Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. So, um, Michael Caine, Kenneth Branagh, the usual crew. Aaron Taylor Johnson, right. <laughs> you know, right. Tom Hardy's probably in there, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio's and probably in there. John there. David Washington, who was yep. great in Black Klansman, yep. he'll be a part of that as well. Speaking Joseph of Gordon Levitt, probably. Oh, I hope so. Oh, that man too, married or not. No, I mean, yeah. my morals would never let me, but I can fantasize. Yeah, can't we all? If I ever had the opportunity. <laughs> who are we talking <laughs> so like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock random, from the Sun, but I don't, I don't think Third I got Rock enough hype. The last time I watched a really good spy movie mm-hmm. um, and like FBI, CIA uh, movie, it was underrated. I didn't hear enough hype, and that was American Assassins. Oh, oh American and Assassin was good. Yeah, I liked it. and they brought back good, good gun um, stuff. Good gun. Yeah, work. and and they brought back one of my favorite actors of all time. Why is my brain now blanking out? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yes, yeah. and and the role Michael that he Keaton played, he's always had a very militant role to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was in uh, Jack Frost, I don't think that that actually fit him very much. It was mm-hmm. cute, but he will to be see Beale him Juice like, Batman in my oh, eyes, daddy you know? kind of role. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> he did a great job in Birdman. Too. I haven't, I, you know, I've never Dude. seen another Birdman. one that was I mean, he's just very underrated. Great, yeah. I love Michael Keaton. Great no. film, just great film. I just appreciate that he'll get on like a late night talk show and and they'll be like, so you were in Batman? He goes, no, no, no. I am Batman. <laughs> and I appreciate yeah. that. Because character, Love that. Yep. Always in character, but I really think that um, like Chris like Chris Nolan actually doing a movie like that, that's... I that think that really movie, good. but above and beyond with a lot of crazy Inception-type movie angles and pans. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and that yeah. awesome soundtrack you know is going to be in there. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. Um, so some rom-com uh, news is... Rom-com. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld will star in voicemails for Isabel, a, a romantic comedy uh, preemptively picked up by Sony. Um, it's by the director of Bridget Jones' Diary and mm. Bridget Jones' Baby. Um, and also Dakota Johnson and Tracy Ellis Ross are going to star together in another rom-com called Covers. Um, Covers. Yes. Don't really have much on that. Yep. It's um, going to be about... Duvets. <laughs> Making love out of one night stands? <laughs> sure. That's cover up. That's what comes up. to mind. Like yeah. I'm just thinking like, I don't know, how did you meet? Under the blankets? We, we met at Ikea buying duvets. <laughs> and uh, Lucy, Lucy Hale, Robbie Amell are going to start a rom-com rom-com called The Hating Game. Oh, Robbie Amell. That's kind of yeah. all he does now. An yeah. adaptation of a popular novel by Sally Thorne. Um... It's about a ruthless game of one-upsmanship. Okay. Okay. Um, so, again, that's uh, rom-com news. <laughs> rom-com. Rom-com. So, uh, there's a lot of controversy with uh, productions in Georgia now, as you know. Yeah. Yes. This is all about Georgia passing the heartbeat yeah. law, yep. which I think you and I talked about this a little bit as well. Um, a lot of very liberal celebrities that mm-hmm. are probably you know, very pro-choice are are very much against yeah, packing up and moving out. They 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 refuse to work on these productions. And directors, there's a director that yeah. pulled her yeah. show, I think. Yeah. yeah. One is uh, the bridesmaids team of Kristen Wiig, mm-hmm. your girl. Yep. And Annie Mamolo, um, they are doing a film called Barb and Star Go to Vista del Mar. They pulled out of filming in the state of Georgia in protest of the anti-abortion heartbeat. Yep. Heartbeat bill. Um. And I think there's others. There have been other instances as well. I thought I read about um, Jason Bateman pulling the... uh, Ozarks. The Ozarks, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a new one too. Yes. Yeah, they pulled they pulled Ozarks out of Georgia too. Same Dude, year. if, if wow. and he's yeah. the star of the show. Yeah. That they're gonna have yeah. to. He, they packed, I mean, packing up, moving partially out. Partially because filming there gets that state a lot of money. Yes. Oh yeah. You pay a you lot know. of money, so in yeah, theory, yeah, you yeah. are supporting anything that they bring into legislation, yeah. yep. and that's the problem. Like, so I really support that. Yeah. Um, people that have a place or at least a following. Enough to make an influence by their mm-hmm. actions are mm-hmm. doing, even if it's like something, even if it's something that's seemingly small in the grand scheme of things, it is something by not supporting even the state itself, which makes a, a very big, plausible statement. And in this day and age, if you want to make change, you do it by the bank. You don't, you know, stacking bodies Money doesn't do talks. it anymore. Money talks yeah. in the 21st century. You know, century. Jason's also the director of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. There yeah, he's yeah. a director and he's yeah. the lead. So, he's, he's yeah. basically the showrunner. He, like, they're going to have to. They'll probably move elsewhere. Who knows where? Yeah. Um, and luckily, it's not as strict as Alabama, where all abortion is well, now. Well, they're 50th in education. They probably don't even know how yeah. to read the bill. So it's, uh, <laughs> we, we got into a very big debate on my Facebook, of course, as of people course. do. And someone actually brought up that joke and. Mm. I loved that, but then someone else posted to me, because I posted the meme, that's right. They're yeah. like, you know you're wrong for that, right? And I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, I'm, show me I'm wrong. I Sorry, just want Alabama. proof, like the evidence here. Just g- yeah. give me the facts, <laughs> not the opinions. <laughs> like, There's a lot of those on social media. <sighs> <sighs> All right, the box office, uh, John Wick defeated Thanos. At Baba the top Yaga. Of the that's right. Uh, who has, who is, besides that, who has not seen John Wick? Everybody here seen John? You haven't yes. seen? Line you have not seen John Wick. <gasps> All right, you, so I never, I haven't got the first the, one, the first one or the second one. Oh, yeah. the first or second one. Yeah, I thought yeah. you, you haven't seen the third the, one. Yeah. The, okay, the recent. Yeah, I'm the one who hasn't seen it yet. Okay. Oh, oh no. I know. So yeah, good. Around yeah. the room. When are we John going? Wick is good. Exactly. I'm gonna watch so one good. and two, and then we can do our Screen Actors Guild hookup. Yeah. Any movie? You have to drive up to Rundle Mills. Theon Greyjoy. That's the only thing. Theon Greyjoy. Greyjoy's in the first one. Yeah. That's our next seven. The whole reason for the movie. That is awesome. Yep. So Avengers, the number two movie. That's okay. I still love Th- it. It's my favorite. Three, actually, because I'm pretty sure. Uh, Pika, uh, sorry, Pikachu. Detective Pikachu actually beat it too. Are you sure? I went and saw Detective Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu number I, three. I'm not a Pokemon guy. I'm not like I grew up watching the cartoon. I've never been mm. in the game. I tried Pokemon Go. I couldn't get into it, but I fucking mm. loved Detective Pikachu. Mm. I fell asleep. It's okay. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds really surprisingly played like the nice old dad role too, and I like that they like they never showed him, but it was subliminal. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I never actually like I'm always trying to predict the end of a movie. It's just a bad habit in my head, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, not the yep. person that shares. You're doing it too, yeah. and I didn't actually picture Ryan Reynolds being his dad, even when I saw like Spoiler the alert. souls. I mean, I saw something <laughs> right. was going on, but right. I didn't Spoiler. think it was his dad yep. because they never showed his dad. And I like that they instead of pushing it in your face like a lot of movies, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that it was a very subtle approach. Uh, approach to diversity it was adorable yeah. um, because again they didn't push it or shove it in your face at all mm. like no. it was like there was nothing mentioned throughout there were no nuances pressed mm. throughout the movie like a mm. lot of movies today yeah, yeah. and, and it was just it. so yeah it was it was very subtle it was very smooth going and okay. i didn't honestly picture then that being his dad like I was like, oh, spoiler. snap. Like, I feel like I should have known <laughs> spoiler this. Spoiler alert, snap. guys. Right. Well, she, made sure she said hey. it like 15 times. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Like, we talk about spoilers all the time. Like, <laughs> Especially our next segment. Don't you didn't catch it the first eight times. <laughs> Game of Thrones last week. Come on, guys. We're getting yep, to that. That's where we're getting. Dog's Journey, the Sorry. number four movie, and The Hustle, the number five movie, and that is movie news. And here we are going on to television and the end of an epic series. So here we go, guys. Oh, man. 
That's right. It's Lord Albert of House <laughs> Soto. Here for your final Game of Thrones episode 6, the series finale. I'm here with the round table first presenting the Cal Drogo of the Dothraki. <laughs> the one and the only Lion, Sir Lion Beckwith. Also, Lady Tiffany Marie of House Ford in Vera. studio. Sounds better. Yep. <laughs> AKA Lady Fira Winterfell. <laughs> that works. Also, representing House Big <laughs> is the one and only Sir Nick. I'll take it. Okay. That works. Captain Sir Nick. <laughs> and last but not hey. least, she is the lovely Lady Vanessa of, of House, House Triple Snorkels. Yeah, that works. <laughs> For your weekly game of Thrones and our final Game of Thrones discussion here on Below Development Ship. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is why he's not on Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you let's talk know. about our favorite show. Oh, man. Man, and did the finale deliver or not? It looks like a I lot of people are short. divided, although 18.4 million viewers watched the episode. We all watched. We're gluttons for punishment. But it seems like we have the fans divided on whether it wrapped up the series or not. Let's start with Big Nick. Well, did they wrap the series? Yes. Did they wrap the series? Well, eh. They were kind of true to typical HBO fashion where right. if there's a show that they have that runs longer than three or four seasons, it almost always is going to have not the ending that they could have done that would have been more impactful, but... I just felt like it was all very. It was a very nice, safe bow that they tied mm. to the end of Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh, that's okay. a good way of putting. And it. And that's yeah. not really what you're looking for. It's not, not with Game of Thrones because mm. every no. season up until this point, the last episode, or the second to the last episode, and the last episode, they were designed to kick you in the groin yeah. as hard as possible. Yeah. And you're just you have your what so, the fuck just happened moment, and that yeah. didn't happen with this last season. Well, the he, thing about this final episode, there. Yeah. Were, let's 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 let's, let's get, get it right. Let's air it out. It it. Production-wise, mm-hmm. other than another snafu in the water bottle, yep. but it was a beautiful piece of art. Yeah. That episode was beautiful. Cinematography, oh. acting-wise, wardrobe, everything was Every- beautiful. Yes. I don't think the that's reason what we're why complaining people are complaining about it, well, that was getting to Yeah. Uh, it didn't uh, meet the expectations of the audience. Correct. So when someone sees something and it's not what they expect, people get angry, even yeah. though it's a beautifully shot um, piece of work, you know, and um, obviously a lot had to do with Daenerys mm-hmm. and her heel turn episode five yep. and her, again, spoiler alert for anyone who has not watched Game of Thrones, we will be discussing. At this point, it's too late. It's too I late. Even, I don't even think that's <laughs> the issue, this though. Is posted. Oh, yeah. we got a phone call. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll put this on hold. All right. Participating in Game of Thrones discussion, the finale is King Chachi, the king of House 80s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will miss that terrible English accent. <laughs> I mean, there are prequels coming out later. We'll get it back. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So we were just talking about... 
back. Yeah, so yeah, just go, can, yeah, please uh, participate in this discussion, Chach. We uh, yeah. were talking about that the reason a lot of people are upset about the finale is that they didn't meet the audience expectations because mm-hmm. what they want to happen did not happen. A lot of people are complaining about the stories and how the characters end up. And I think this is very analogous to Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, very analogous with that. Um, let's talk, okay, first of all, with Jon Snow killing Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Um, were you buying that, you know? I mean, obviously, this is a woman that he loves. That he loves his queen. He's talking about how much he loves his queen. Um, yeah, but he loves his sisters more. But though. she yeah. was no yeah. longer the queen he loved. That's yeah. pretty important. I kind of, but the thing, I I saw that coming. You, you know, you when they when they introduced him as the Targaryen in, in right. season seven, I unless they were going to pull something out from under us, like what they did with the Night King, right? I saw that coming. That had to have been how those two were going to. And end it's up. not a happy like I love you and we're going to run off into the sunset kind no. of show. So it had to be. Yeah. Her, it had to be torn in, in yeah, some way. Daenerys's story arc was tragic from the beginning, and it yeah. had to end tragically. And that, in a sense, it did. It absolutely did. Right. They stayed true to that. Um, and it foreshadowed it. We knew that yeah. she was They built turn. her up to be a hero, right. and then they turned her into a villain. I'm not sure where we thought that was going to go. Well, th- that's the funny thing about it with right. Daenerys is that she was doing very villainous things from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was wearing a cape the whole and time. And she was beautiful. And she was beautiful. And her face and, looks soft. And <laughs> it's, I bet it smells wonderful. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, at the time. She just had those eyes. Let's be honest. Right? It just were like, she probably I'm smells like a citrus. puppy and I'm going to cry at any point. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, but <laughs> it was totally <laughs> foreshadowed. I mean, it was foreshadowed, it but was. I just feel that the Jon Snow mm-hmm. uh, uh, killing Daenerys scene seemed just a little rushed. It was. Everything was oh, rushed. everything yeah, about the last season was rushed. Everything, yeah. was everything rushed. about the last yeah. season. Was but what is yeah. what is yeah. Josh? And think? people were upset about her um, doing the whole heel turn, which I wasn't too upset about. I mean, I think she was a, was a very um, popular character, so a lot of people were going to be upset about that. But, I mean, I thought the first half of um, the last episode, I thought, was um, pretty cool. Like, I thought it was, um, it reminded me of kind of like the whole, like, Empire, like, Darth Vader type of Star Wars feel when she was, like, just yes. kind of embracing the evil and she had, like, it actually, um... It actually yeah, reminded me like a, of General Hux in that one scene. Yeah. When he's, like, talking to all the First Order. You remember that scene? Mm-hmm. You're right, Chachi. Yeah, That's a yeah. very good comparison. Yeah. But that... I, but, you know, I think, like, um, you know, even last week, I think that should have been, like, the season finale last week of her doing the hill turn. And then, like, I think they should have did, like, a whole another mini season just of her, <laughs> you know, being the Mad Queen. Well, I think know, that's a lot of fans want I agree her. with that, but my thing you know, is this. start to destroy other towns and then finally have um, Jon Snow step up and kill her. I mean, I think it was all, I mean, it's just so rushed. And, like, you know, she turned heel and she was bad for, like, a half hour. They, you know, and then yeah. she was dead. They could have been so much they, wasted potential for a great right. storyline. Chopping. It lasted like a whole season. It was like they rushed it and they chopped it up and they needed to get to a point because at this mm. point, they it was dragged on and they're like, okay, we need an ending. No, yeah. it's it's not even the fact of it being dragged on. They could have did things to make mm. people happy. Right. They, they could have gave the people what they wanted. If That's they not were, Game if of they, Thrones. No, <laughs> but it is. No, no. If you're talking about, because think about it. They gave people what they wanted in this last episode, which mm-hmm. made it bad in right. the sense of, you know, oh, he pet, he petted Ghost and, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. little things like that. But the fact that if, yeah. if you gave fan service. Thing, fan service, for example, 
Yeah. Exactly. They yeah. they gave the little things like okay, y'all you can have these, mm-hmm. but the big things. Cool they should have to, to they should have made Grey Worm and 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 Jon Snow should, fight. Should have fought it out. They should have fought. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. They should have, in my head, mm-hmm. it would have been great for two things that I feel like they missed the ball on was, one, when Arya killed the Night King, yep. they should have had Arya in the chair as Bran being, doing the many faces thing, mm-hmm. and that's why the Night King paused, because he knew something wasn't right, and I mean, then she would have stabbed him. Yeah. But, 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 you know, it being Arya, that would have been so much better than her just popping out of nowhere, yeah, out same. of the fog, one, mm-hmm. two... If if she would have um, sentenced Peter Dinklage to death, yep. and just as as Dragon was about to blow the fire on her, Drogon, yep. Drogon, John Drogon would have stepped. I mean, uh, John would have stepped in front of him, mm-hmm. and you seen the fact he was he a Targaryen, yep. and the fire couldn't affect yeah. him, and he yeah. protected. They Peter didn't Dinklage. do that. That would have been so much that. better. We needed closure. We whether totally right, whether John Snow did that, they whether dropped John the ball Snow. on it. I, I mean, if you think about this year, right? We right. had the MCU finish. We're going to have Star Wars finish, mm-hmm. and we have. Game of Thrones finishing, right? Three big fandoms. Three big, giant fandoms. And people keep... I, I keep hearing this, especially with filmmakers, that, oh, fan services is not storytelling. Well, the difference is, is that when you have someone... When you have an audience base that invests 10 years into a mm-hmm. series, they want some of that fan service. For example, right. Cersei. Yeah. Cersei should have been killed by Arya. Mm-hmm. That should have happened. That's the fan service that sh- that we've been waiting or for. Or killed by one of the little brothers as part of Valhalla. At least Pops, someone killed. Like or if right. you go back to the yeah. other seasons in the beginning, Sansa. Yeah. But Some of the, something like that. Cersei didn't get that epic she, scene. She didn't get other than the, the little gay, finger death. They need to Ramsey's her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they should The Ramsey. death that they, they gave Ramsey, that. the death yeah. that they gave Littlefinger, those were satisfying deaths. Yeah. They right. made and the Cersei audience... was such a badass that she should have like fought like, um, a lot more than she did. She kind of just like, gave up. You know, once the um, army started falling, like yeah. figured she would have did anything in her power to like, to like, um, you know, take somebody out on the way out. Yeah. You know? Like she's kind of like, like she's been a badass, you know, from the beginning, and now she kind of like running, hiding, getting crushed by rocks. That's it, a very it, good point. It, yeah. I she, felt like it, Jamie should have been the one to kill her. Yeah. It, it, they it, should have switched that. Well, it would have been it the cheapens her villainy. Yeah. It cheapens it. It would have been the Valencar yeah. prophecy, as you know. Yeah. That was all about the little brother yep. um, and they, killing the and queen. And Dan and Dave just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, so that that part, although indirectly, yes, mm-hmm. the little brother was with yeah. Cersei. Let's talk about the king, who is now Bran, Bran the Broken, broken. Um, who oh. is now on the end of the Iron Throne. I guess the, the big problem with this is that a lot of people have not been emotionally invested in Bran. It's because uh, he's, he's done It's because he's done nothing. And he's like, you know, the weirdo brother, and, you know, yeah. we're supposed to have this feel-good um, fan service mm-hmm. feeling about Bran being the king. We just didn't get it. Um, obviously, I, uh, after watching the episode a second time, mm-hmm. I can understand why they could not make John the king, because he had to be punished for killing Daenerys. But but here's you the know? thing. So uh, we basically got Jon snowed, is how I'm putting it right now, <laughs> because they spent eight seasons building him up into what was supposed to be our our protagonist, our hero, our king. You know, we were all getting behind him. And right. in the last 20 minutes of the episode, we get Jon Snow. We we get, oh, you're getting thrown in prison. Oh, you're going to be a Night Watch. That's it. You're done. Right. And it, it just cheapened mm. his entire story arc. He didn't kill the Night King. Right. Which was his only purpose... From epi- from seasons one to season seven, that was all he was supposed to do. Even he did, though he they, didn't do it, they they did have, but they 
they could have made it so simple. Mm-hmm. If if he would have killed Danny, right? All they had to do was say the council would have chose John to be king, mm-hmm. and for the unsullied, he said, "Okay, for your people's loyalty, fight me." Yeah, Grey Worm it been for so John easy. and Grey Worm. And Henry Greyware would have went at it. Mm-hmm. Remember the fight by honor? Yeah. The, the trial by honor? Right, the trial yeah. by yeah. honor. Oh, and that's all they had to do. Yeah. And then and then on top yes. of it, John still showed mercy to him. Yep. Right. You know what I mean? Which he would have gave his loyalty at that point. Exactly. I mean, it would have been, uh, let me write, goddammit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. Let me you know, write. Just like him and prior, you have the whole army ready to take over the whole world for Daenerys. You know, right. The whole entire army, they're pissed, they're ready to go to Take over the whole entire world, and all of a sudden, Jon Snow kills her, and they're like, "Oh well, we give up. You know, we we don't feel like taking over the world, and you know, we we're kind of pissed at Jon, but you know, it is what it is." <laughs> right. I figured they would did whatever they could to try to kill Jon Snow, so he should have fought somebody. Other than just having them walking around being all pissed now, yeah. like, oh, you killed our beloved queen, and like, yeah. you know, but now we're I mean, even even then, I'm sorry, sweetie. Even then, Chach, <laughs> even then, <laughs> they, there's a, there's yeah. a great way to even have that because at the end of the day, the Unsullied want to kill John, right? Yep. But then John is a Targaryen and he had Drogon, yep, which would have held back the whole Unsullied army. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Let me write this. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? What you got? Okay, so What's you guys up, were TNF? talking about fan service earlier and yes. the little things. And the thing is is that they did that psychologically, someone that studies out in the law side of things, criminology mm. and criminal justice, they did that to build you up. They didn't do it for fan service. They did those little gestures mm. of emotional connections yep. for building you up to crush you and yep. hope that you were in the mode of an emotional connection by the time he got to Denny. Right. And that is why they had to have him be the person that stabbed him, especially in reference to the mm-hmm. conversation with Tyrion going, you know, the quote, and, and and this stuck with me, that sometimes love is the death of duty, but then yeah. Tyrion, even admitting, you know, passively, that he was in love with her. That was, that was something everyone admitted. He related to Jon because sometimes duty was the death of love, yep. and that mm-hmm. was the point he made, and that is why Jon had to stab her. So if you think about it, rather than the fans being unhappy, there was a reason for everything, and I agree yeah. to it psychologically. I think that they led up to it step by step, if you pay attention to it mm-hmm. on a psychological level of the reasons why they did what they did, I think they actually executed it well considering what they had. So what are your thoughts on Jon Snow being quote unquote sentenced to the back to the wall? It was, uh, well, it, it brings us full circle. And for that, I get it. Okay. Yeah. You, you, if you're going to use that story trope, cool. Um, but it just felt cheap. It felt easy. Empty. It felt empty. It empty felt is a good it. word. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about the Marvel MCU, right, with, with, with <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Right, we had our closing story arcs after mm-hmm. ten years of movies of ten years of characters. Mm-hmm. Right, we had the amount of fan service that didn't take away from the story but impacted us like emotionally. I fucking cried three times in that movie. <laughs> right? More than that over here. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. And the execution was a masterpiece. Yeah. And they had that opportunity with, and they were able to do that in three hours. Mm. Right? They had yeah. Yeah. eight hours or seven hours, however yeah, fucking yeah, long yeah. they had, to do that kind of work, to make that kind of statement with Game of Thrones. And from episode one, they didn't do it. Well, I don't know. So as far as back going back to the wall, yeah. the Night's Watch really has no purpose as much anymore. Because, there's, because no there's peace with the, the Wildlings. There's peace with the Wildlings now, mm-hmm. which we did see. 
mm-hmm. John, did they leave the the Castle Black to go into the forest? That'd be, you know what? If I was Jon Snow, I'd say, fuck Westeros. I'm going north. I'm going to hang out with my boy, you know, Termin. I'm going to hang out with Ghost, and we're just going to go play in the snow. Wow. <laughs> we don't even care what happened to the wall you. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. What's that now, Josh? Hi, Felicia. So what's the point of the wall now? Because it's not, there's not also, blocking anybody. Because yeah, there's a big hole in it now. Dead. But, but, but the hole is fixed, though, now. Mm. The hole, the hole was fixed. fixed. Yes, oh, yeah, okay. okay. It was fixed, yeah. the hole, and why... Why the whole thing? How do you think it's a giant ice hole, though? I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, if you think about the history of most royal series or uh-huh. any any movie based off of royalty or the the concept of someone claiming a throne, Bran was fairly tame and neutral, which solved all of the problems and ended up mellowing out the entire series. That makes sense. But it when was it comes boring. To, it, it is, right. but that if, makes if sense when it comes and, to and actual royalty. The Starks now control all of Westeros. So we just replaced one family with another. But if you think about how mm. monarchies well, work, that's how, that's how it yeah. makes sense yeah. that that came to be. Yeah. yeah. Because my, look my at all the wars is, in, like, it's comparative to all of the wars throughout history between, yeah. right. between um, I mean, let, let's look at the, the War of the Roses, for example, throughout sure. history. Um, I mean, you had Henry and Mary, and you had the, the family of, um, sorry, the, the Tudors and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the family of the Tudors also at war the entire time, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it came to be that the person that ended up being queen or king was not either of them. I mean, Henry unfortunately became um, king of the Tudors, and they had a very peaceful reign, but that's not who anyone wanted to be king yeah. at all. It's and I think it's comparable, fascinatingly, to actual history. It's just no. that he wasn't yeah, Brand, instrumental. He Brand had saw boring character i think in the series and it works right and that's what <laughs> yeah. no but see that's what i'm saying if he would have been if he would have used his insight to help like then if make him more instrumental yeah, yeah. not not be right. like i know something that you don't know battle battle <laughs> wonderful okay you guys just, you got this no. i'm out right and, you so, know what i mean so be speaking more instrumental hey, but did you notice that the the raven was on the throne in the very first um poster Oh no! I didn't catch Y'all that. Y'all didn't yeah. notice that. I, I didn't that. catch that. The Raven on the very first with Ned Stark sitting, mind you, it was Ned Stark sitting on the Iron Throne. Really? And right next That's to a good him, Easter egg. And right next to him is a Raven. Really? Wow! I so get... think about it. Raven, three eye he... Raven, Stark. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. But wouldn't he have known that um, Daenerys was going to burn down the whole entire city? Yeah. He, he knew every goddamn thing. Damn it, he didn't say nothing. King. He just didn't do shit about it. Because he knew he was going to end up as king yeah, well, at the end. He basically knew so. he'd become king if that whole thing burned down and played out the way it was. So he basically let all the people die to so his own ego. Yeah, so, so he's this whole really, time, Bran was playing the Game of Thrones. If that's the case, then yes, he was. The peaceful yeah. king. The um, white rose. But he's worse than there. He's worse than there. He knew that King's Landing was going to burn. But I think at the end, everybody's dead. I think one thing we can agree on is that Sansa... Being the queen, queen in the, the north, north. Yep. is very proper. The oh, okay. queen of the north. Yeah. That made and me very happy. The north is yeah. an independent, uh, independent state. State, I guess. Yep. Uh, compared to the rest of the kingdoms That's cool. in Westeros. That's cool. Um, and um, I thought that you know, hey, you know, it was it was that was good fan service. That's yeah, good fan they service. They were they were leading up that to was one of the Sansa being the queen. Okay yeah. You know, yeah, uh, so Bran the king. Okay, maybe not so much. Tyrion had a happy ending because he's been through a lot of shit. He has been. As I was expecting hands, him to die, so I was, that was we, one thing I was We happy did about. expect it to happen, yeah. and now, as the hand of the king, uh, of Bran the Broken, mm-hmm. I think it was a good way for Tyrion to go out. 
I mean, some people have been saying that he's yeah. essentially the shadow king. Like, he's actually the one in charge. Because mm-hmm. he's been the hand of a king. He's been a hand of three different monarchs now. Well, you know, in the books, he died. He yeah. usually sucks as the hand, though. Yeah, he's not very good at the hand. But you know what? Yeah. He's back on the <laughs> hand again. In the books, uh, yeah. Tyrion's character died? Yep. In, in what, the b- book five already? Or? Uh, no, in, oh. in book four. I, I haven't read the books. Oh. I don't he read dies. Books. I yeah. mean, but Peter oh. Dinklage at this point had actually was, was part of that. what carried that show. Yeah. I mean, he oh, was yeah. the spearhead for that show. I mean, absolutely. that show he made his with career, more which than I'm very, very else. happy he was about. Every, like, he was an I mean, it was, it was it right. definitely, they aided each other. It was a two-way street. Like, uh, I mean... <laughs> Uh, Peter Dinklage, like, was uh, because of Game of Thrones, he had voice acting opportunities. Destiny came out of that. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Um, so oh, they yeah. had to actually keep him in the show for the sake of carrying the Game of Thrones too. Yeah. He was a yeah. favorable character instead of out? killing everybody off. At least that they one. They learned person. that with Sean Bean. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, can't do that every <laughs> season. No. Yeah, I mean, people are people are bitching about you know the writing and like the way the show turned out. But I mean, let's not discount like how like wonderful like all these actors. Have yeah. been since the beginning yes. of the series. Like some of the best oh, acting. Yeah. Yeah. I have TV. I have zero complaints on the actors, you know, portrayals. Zero. Um, yeah, they're the, all the, wonderful. The, oh, you know, fantastic! The cinematography, yeah. the music. Yeah, the music. The Everything about this. Fi- yeah. Special. Oh, it was it was a. Now I will say, I I did pretty <laughs> nut when I saw oh. Drogon behind uh, Emily. Clark, Amelia Clark, Amelia with Clark, the wings, with the wings, with the wings. I mean, that was that cool was amazing. That was cool. Uh, that was that was a cool I did, shot. Uh, my reaction Symbolism. was not as, nearly as intense as yours was, but yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, my face. <laughs> you didn't pre-cum. I did not. Just well, no, no, no. I have lotion. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how a normal person would have yeah. actually expressed their favor. Yeah, that would have. He's me sexual. Of course. Yeah, that would have been more happy if they put a Marvel and like after the credits you saw like um um. Drogar, whatever his name is, um, fly Daenerys somewhere and Drogon. see him land and mm-hmm. see somebody bring Daenerys back to life, like how they brought yeah. Jon Snow back to life. Now think of this, though. See, like a you know, Drog- evil look in her eye. And yeah. Someone see, like, had a phoenix you down, but do this is kind not Final or, kind of, you know, or maybe do like a Game of Thrones movie or whatever, but at least have some kind of like hope for like some kind of battle in the future. I think a movie is a good idea. Like Snow. years down the road to yeah. catch up with these characters. Oh my gosh, yeah. that'd be cool. And it would be great at the box office. Oh yeah, that's actually oh, yeah. not a bad idea for for them to revisit these characters. Especially if they got prequels. What does RSC West of Westeros? We want to know, you know. Yeah. Westworld. <laughs> yes. West, Westeros. I mean, but then, that actually brings yeah, up the topic of being like you know have her uh, have a real reason to like be the Mad Queen now that um her you know the person she loved that killed her. Yeah, then she gets, mm-hmm. comes back to life and she she can pissed. come back as a Lady Stoneheart type of character. Correct. As an yeah. undead, like a mount. The mount. Or is the question is did Drogon eat her because he's a dragon? <laughs> That's what they do. They eat people. So I, this is funny. A snack. I'm taking it for later. (laughs) So this is pretty funny. Isaac Hempstead Wright, who plays Bran the Broken, actually thought it was a joke. Yeah. The the script that he received that he would become king. Yeah. And he was like, (laughs) Oh (laughs) shit! It's actually real. Uh, (laughs) Because he knew that he was right. He knew that becoming king wouldn't sit well with everybody at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was yeah. probably afraid of how, like, people, because, you know, people are crazy even when it comes to actors. Like, oh, God, I'm not sure I want this to be real. That's probably how I looked at it like, oh, it's going to happen. That's one reason, John, yeah. pretty quick. You know he doesn't act anymore. The guy that plays yes. Jack, Jack Gleason. Jack Gleason. Yeah. We He's actually met him at the yeah. See, yeah. that's what lines yeah. up to what you and I were talking about about actors that have quit Hollywood because right. people take it too seriously. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
And I don't think Jack missed that. Yeah. yeah that's but but why. now here's the that question. That is the double-edged sword of how nerd culture has kind of taken over. So, is the very very passionate fans. Malfoy so, was the same character, yeah. <laughs> like essentially. Yeah. He was like the the character that oh, sorry universally the hated, that even though he's a real nice guy. <laughs> yeah, the actor <laughs> so, played Malfoy dealt with the same whiplash. That's yeah. just. My question is: Did any, did this stuff, a lot of this stuff, change? Because I heard there was a leak, a leak in a lot of the the plot endings for Game of Thrones. That's why they changed a lot of stuff. No, no, they made multiple. That? They made multiple endings, just like with Marvel. They made a lot of fake. They filmed a bunch of different endings, to uh, and they chose avoid the leaks. worst ones. It sounds like to, to kind of well to kind of the trick the paparazzi yeah. they they didn't it, it want does. paparazzi photos it's the same thing they did with the MCU yeah so right. so it wasn't yeah. ones that leaked and that's why they changed it no no that no, no, no. that definitely okay. was not the reason definitely yeah. not the reason okay yeah we would have known we would have been talking yeah. about yeah Amelia Clark actually cried when she read the script that she would be killed she she said she walked out of her house. Took her keys and phone and walked back with blisters on her feet. She didn't come back for five hours. Wow. And said, how yeah. am I going to do this? How, uh, the scene, that is. Yeah. You know, so she thought it was very, I wonder very if she was just as pissed as we were. <laughs> Maybe and so. And you like, actually, like, really? you have to be a good actor to be able to pull <laughs> off a death scene. Like, yeah. especially yeah. when the camera is fixated on you. Yeah. And then, like, we've bounced. And especially we've if bounced, it's a death scene you don't like. Yeah. We've bounced mm-hmm. back and forth between Marvel and Game of Thrones tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we bounce back. I bounce back in this comment when I'm like... Tony Stark was a great example in in, yeah. in the um the the end game or sorry the end game film because it was a long pause because it really made you think like last time he'd start breathing and make a joke again and he didn't move like yeah. I was staring I'm like and Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. did not want to film his I am Iron Man bit at the end there originally no. he was just gonna snap he didn't yeah and I can imagine that. that she went through not only the I imagine her very much as in a healthy range not a Heath Ledger sorry sure. range but mm-hmm. a, a, as an actual like um, a method actor and put herself in that mindset right she I mean yeah. she had to delve into some areas of her life or whatever she as an actor you know um, used as uh, the influence mm-hmm. of whatever she she had mm-hmm. emotions she had full. you think she's that deep I don't see her honestly being that deep. I do because of how grounded and down to earth she is in every other aspect She's very down to her. Very she grounded. doesn't come off as like she takes herself too seriously and she's over glamorous. She's not afraid to make fun of herself and make stupid faces. So I think she's I just adorable. don't see her as a method actor. I I think I do. I think yeah. that there's a little bit just judging again, like criminology, criminal justice. Not to like throw that out too much, but <laughs> you you read people. That's all of that's okay. what my that that job is and that major is and um what my job is. So no, I think that because she's always trying to laugh and smile and make um like you know fun of everything, even yeah. in her interviews, it shows a lot about what she is outside of that. And I think that she's a lot deeper than that. And I think that it when actors like. I hate to say this as an example, but Kristen right. Stewart sobbed when she had to go through the depression <laughs> scene <laughs> through a movie that's as much of a joke as Twilight. Like, oh, you have wow, to okay. pull from something as an actor, yeah. typically. And to, to know that you're going to die, especially with as much of a roller coaster that Absolutely. Daenerys yeah. was, it was just, I think that maybe that's what it was. She had to pull from something to, yeah. to, to equate to those emotions that... Yeah. Are are expressed in a time of you know death throughout this yeah. series. Yeah. Um, so so now we're moving hey, into. Hey, okay, okay go ahead. The problem with a bad ending though. A bad ending can kill a whole entire <laughs> series. I mean, it did, but Lost, <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> it's the we're end. All great shows, right? 
Dexter. Remember Dexter? Oh, I never watched Dexter, but yeah. I heard that. One I case. cannot watch yeah, a John Lithgow yeah, movie like, right? after Dexter. Oh. I can't. Yeah. And I used to trust old that men. That was the best season. I don't trust old men <laughs> that was the best because season. of him anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am not yeah. joking. So the good. show goes well, to her you tonight. John Lithgow and you tell him that. <laughs> He'd probably really love it. Hey, John Lithgow, nice to meet you. I don't trust old men. <laughs> I don't like you. You yeah. ruined me. People say online, like, I mean, other people are like, oh, I never... I never like watched um, Game of Thrones or never like finished it. People are like, "Don't bother." Yeah. So I think it's really going to hurt the legacy of Game of Thrones, and it, you know, might really hurt the um, even the prequels because a lot of people are like, "Why should I watch the prequels now as a spinoff if they're going to like screw me over and have me invest in these characters and give me like a what they consider a crappy um, finale?" Did it yeah. give you trust issues, Chachi? <laughs> <laughs> People are going to have it. It's typical yeah. HBO fashion, though. It's so the petition for them to redo season eight, which they'll never do, they'll never has do reached it. one million no. signatures, oh my which God. I'm reading here is the no. same as a viewership of a CW show. Wow. It's small but kind of mighty, <laughs> 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 which is pretty funny. Yeah. But yes, um, we are getting prequels, as you know. Uh, they're going to production uh, in June, I think next month, Yeah. I, I on s- the Naomi Watts prequel, which yeah. is... Uh, called uh, Blood Moon is the working title. The Long Night is what it was called initially mm-hmm. with the um, I s- George R. R. Yeah. Martin. I saw an interview with him yeah. today where he said that they're actually working on five different prequels. They're wow. pre-production I'm for five be one prequels. Wow. Yeah. So do you think one of the prequels would at least have one of the characters we know we know and love. Well, he's saying that because he know, said the, the you know the one that everybody knows about is the one that's like a thousand years in right. the past. Right, he's we all know about that one. There's yeah. also one in talks about it being a hundred years in the past. So okay. that very well could potentially bring in some current uh, actors. Because I would like to see the maybe whole or just younger versions thing. of them. I would you love know. to see the Targaryen. Yeah, it, we get to see the what the Mad King was all about. Long time though. Yes, they've yeah. been there since the day. I think day one. Yeah, right? Targaryens were. But yeah, I mean, so. I mean, they get to live. Don't they live longer than the average people? Though? I don't well, know. they're unburnt, so they're probably invincible to more things. Yeah, um, they have nice skin. But oh. they obviously can be stabbed in the heart. Yeah, they <laughs> clearly, <laughs> right. they're not immune Stab. to stabs in the heart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> backstabbing. <laughs> yeah, front stabbing for. But um, what other? They didn't allude to any of the, the other prequels. The big winner from all this is going to be um, R. Martin when he like finishes his books. I mean, if he does a book different with a different ending and one that people would like, I think you'll have a lot of people who never even read the, the other books like yeah. pick up the last book and read it and, and hope, hopefully, um, you know, get R. a better Martin. ending that they wanted. It um, might just it. be a big ploy to boost up his book sales. You know, I mean, if you're thinking businessman type, like how can I sell more books? Ruin the <laughs> ending of the TV show. Make the correct ending in my book make millions. <laughs> right. Yes. And, uh, good business mindset. And there was a rumor I think we discussed last week that George has not started Dream of Spring. He's still no. finishing Winds of Winter. Yes. Um, we yeah. hope he still hasn't announced the release date, but hopefully we will find he's out. He's not going to finish the soon. books. He's, you know, he's, he's probably scared now. He doesn't he's need like, to finish the book. Ah, he's, he's not, not scared. Go. I don't think he's scared. He's got his J.K. Rowling he's money now, He man. knew that he, he wasn't... It, that was all D.B. and Dave. I mean, yeah. as you know, George... The the, the whole decisions in the in the finale was, was George writing. He had the outline for what happens to Danny, yeah, right. to Jon Snow. Well, Tyrion, you said, died, so, so not Tyrion. Yeah. So I heard conflicting. Um, and Bran. I heard that George R. Martin had nothing to do with how the ending was supposed to go. Like he, like, he gave them the information in the event that he passed away, but Dan and Dave 
took their own liberties. Well, no, he said the endings uh. in an interview of the main characters were the same. Oh, okay. Bran becoming king, Jon Snow killing Daenerys, Daenerys watch. Of becoming evil and yeah. all that was the same for the main characters. Oh, okay. And I think Jamie and Cersei's death. Well, I think someone Tyrion give George a call and tell him he's a fucking... <laughs> Fuckface. Oh, come on now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he's going to be um, a little bit, he's going to be a little closer in Involved. the writing process the with this prequel. Yeah. So also, this, I'm, I'm again, sure. it's a new producing team, Chachi. It won't be yeah, yeah. any of the existing um, producers okay. from Game of Thrones. So we're going to see a very different one, you know? Yeah. So, um, what else? God, we talked like Game of Thrones forever. We did. Seems, yeah. Um, My goodness. Nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. See what else do we have on Game I of Thrones? I don't see the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so Sophie Turner had a few choice words about people being upset. Yeah. So she said that it's disrespectful these petitions. Mm-hmm. So many people work so hard on it, and for people to just <laughs> rubbish it. You should stop now. Because it's not what they want <laughs> is just disrespectful. So they like doing I a love British Sophie Turner. Not she's so, I mean, <laughs> she's always been fearless on Twitter, just telling people to shut the fuck up when they need to shut the fuck up, and I appreciate that about Sophie Turner. And yeah. that's also why she is the perfect Dark Phoenix. Sorry. So as a big budget production, Phoenix, my favorite said. Dark Phoenix. That's what you said. We had yes. that okay. coffee cup snafu. Yep. Earlier in the season, <laughs> and now we have a water bottle snafu. Water bottle gate. Next to John Bradley. Mm-hmm. Who is Samuel Tarley? Yep. Um, which dude, I heard there was two bottles in this and a in mm-hmm. a, sca- yeah. a, f- a show of this scale, mm-hmm. budget wise, production value wise, there should be no mistakes like this. Nah, unless they do it yeah. on purpose. <laughs> unless it's like, hey, unless it's a bit let's get audiences to watch our show a couple of times, get more views. <laughs> we'll hide a coffee cup and be like, but find the coffee cup. I don't think that was the case it's because. Good they're already on its way out. It was the last yeah. getting renewed. I don't know. I don't think it's the publicity side. But where was the coffee cup? The it coffee was cup behind his leg. Well, the the, the, the bo- water bottle was. Water bottle was yeah. The coffee cup was on Daenerys's you don't know uh, table. About, you don't know about the coffee cup? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I, I'm really sad. It's okay. Only one of us is not a Game of Thrones fan in this. Uh, I I enjoy Game of Thrones. I just choose not to watch it, but I'm going to get caught up. (laughs) You're going to get caught up. Okay. I'm going to get caught up. I don't know if you need to now. We probably told you everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Um, a lot of people were talking about Lino Fascioli, who played Robin Aaron. Who's all grown up. Oh, yeah. He's a big he was, boy now. He was a little kid, and then a lot of people... He's got healthy bones from all that breastfeeding. So, yeah, he breastfed from his mother since he was, like, 10 years old. Yeah. And people are recording that they say he's very good-looking, he's yep. hot or whatever. Yep. Uh, which I thought was pretty funny. The kid's a dime. Good for him. <laughs> and it's funny that Elizabeth Olsen, which I did not know, auditioned for Game of Thrones to be Daenerys. Really? And I am actually so glad because... Every actor, with the exception of Peter Dinklage yeah. on Game of Thrones, is of European descent. We're all English, yeah. Scottish, Scottish, yeah, um, yeah. Irish. Jason Momoa. Jason is another too. one. Yeah. So Jason Momoa. He's Hawaiian. Peter Dinga- yeah, he's Dinklage. Yeah. 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 Technically American. Yeah. Uh, but Peter well, Dinklage is Hawaii such a is great an American actor. state. So yes, Jason Momoa is yeah. American. And he was the very <laughs> first one that they chose too. He was yeah. the first one they had in mind for the role, and the first person they chose to, to cast. I don't was think Dinklage? any other little actor could. Ha- I, I haven't seen too many other. Is oh. little actor the preferred nomenclature? Yeah, little little person is, is little person. Little yes, person. but little actor. Correct, right? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Okay. 
Don't, don't ask Peter Dinklage if that's the right way to say it. And for you Game of Thrones yeah. fans, you can see a little skit on Jimmy Kimmel Live with Jamie Lannister and um, Bob Saget. They did a little fuller house. Bob Saget? Yes, Bob they did a full house crossover. I guess he needed a paycheck. With the Lannisters. <laughs> <laughs> well, full house is kind of a hit. But. Fun, fun fact, my aunt used to live next door to Bob Saget. Wow. In the Pacific really? Palisade, yeah. <laughs> really? I never met him, but I, I know that. And Chachi, I got to thank you for wow. sending me yeah. the John Hughes ending for Game of Thrones. Which yep, I shared that too. That do you think wonderful. that would have been a, a better ending? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wholeheartedly. That would have been way awesome. better. All right, well, thanks, King of the 80s. That, that That's the end of our Game of Thrones discussion. We took an entire Good dog. half hour on yeah. Game of Thrones, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a great season for BTB, and I'm glad that you, um, Al, get the summer off. Uh, we get the summer off, reduce, yeah. Reduce schedule, at least. We're, We're actually going to be keeping, uh, we said earlier, that the website will be updated with on-location interviews from the great Philadelphia Comic-Con, from the Tribeca Film Festival, from other events that we will be going to all summer, like All-Star Comic-Con, um, Wizard World, a lot of other events that we'll, we will be Still updating the website with great content. That's for sure. Yeah, and just cross your fingers that no big news happens um, during the summer. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chachi, we wish you were in studio with us. We have two lovely redheads you missed in Tiffany Marie Ford and Vanessa Meadows. But hello, (laughs) hey yo boy, (laughs) they'll be back in the fall for sure. I'll take pictures. All right, guys. All right, Chachi. Thanks so so much. See you, dude. See you, you, Chachi. All right. That was the king of the 80s. We'll uh, throw out a couple more TV things and take a classic cut break. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Paul will join Westworld in the I coming third season. A new trailer just dropped that shows Paul's character moving through a futuristic world before coming face-to-face with Dolores, um, Evan Rachel Wood, in a dark alley. I am behind on Westworld. I am I a fan. I have not yeah, seen season too. two. I okay. have not seen season I've two. I've seen half of season two so far. I've seen season have one, seen none of season two. Not okay. half, not quite half, but I'm... Um, we I'm all need to catch up yeah. on Westworld. So now that our favorite HBO show is done, right. now I can finish well, other... The only one that is coming yeah. on. Speaking of all the royalty yes. that I mentioned earlier, I'm going to watch the Spanish princess because I love the fact that the War of the Roses has been interpreted into yes. series told by women. Okay. You have to check it out. I think that um, we were we mentioned briefly um, a movie earlier. Um, sorry, the show, The Greatest Showman, and the right. actress that played the singing nightingale in that. She was phenomenal, and I wish I could remember her name off the top <laughs> of my head. But she is in the War of the Roses HBO series, yeah. and it's the White Queen. It is just awesome. I think it's underrated. Cool. Needs more. The White Queen. Okay. Definitely needs more exposure, and then it led to it led up to the White Princess, and then. The Spanish Princess, and it, there's an entire series, and then other series now, and it's just you got to keep going, and that's what we're gonna do with HBO. Yes. <laughs> also, at HBO is Succession. Um, just uh, Rebecca got, Ferguson. Ooh, I like Rebecca yes. Ferguson, by the way. She yep. is beautiful. She just got she married recently, also yeah. at the mm-hmm. age of 35. It's a good year to get married. I would marry her. Um, Ooh, rock. <laughs> okay. Uh, Holly Hunter will be joining HBO's Succession. I, I haven't seen Succession yet. I've, I haven't either. I've seen some casting notices. It seemed like a fun show to work on. Yeah. Uh, I think I forwarded you um, a casting notice live for Succession. They wanted people for an oh, origin. You sent, me, you sent me one for a G-string. <laughs> um, yeah. 
It's right up your alley, brother. <laughs> I thought it was right up your alley. No, you can bring uh, your own production. He sent me like something with a G-string naked. Because you're comfortable gay. with that. And gay. You're you, wait, no. You can no, not I can't be gay and naked. I can only be one or the other. Or in a G-string, apparently. I mean, you can bring your own wardrobe, man. I mean, I'll, yes, I'll be straight in a G-string, but I'm not going to be gay in a G-string. Okay, you won't or, do both. You'll, not, play I I, I You'll play gay. You'll play naked. I'll play gay. Well, I'll be naked. But you won't be naked and but gay. But I'm not being naked and gay. In a G-string. <laughs> in a, right. With a wedgie. Technically, you're not naked if you're in a G-string. Well, no, you're well, pretty that's naked. That's why I said no You're pretty naked, you but you're not naked. You're pretty naked. It's a G-string. You're mostly oh, naked. Shit. You, have you ever worn lingerie or a G-string? <laughs> don't answer that question. I don't want to pick that. I can that. show you pictures. <laughs> no. And no. I can show you pictures of Nick in the G-string, too. Damn right. ready to be scarred for life again. <laughs> I, call him, I call him my... Da-da, Politics does that right now. Yep. Oh, shit. True that. All right. On Disney+, Plus, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be... Um, the first, I believe, of the Marvel um, so series. So excited. So excited. They just added more cast members, as you know already. Mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie yep. and Sebastian Bucky Barnes, Stan, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan, Stan, Stan yep. Daniel Bruhl and Emily Van Camp are going to reprise the roles. Emily Van Camp was... Um, um, Van Camp appeared in Civil War. Yeah, she was... As the spy Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, thank you. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yep. You didn't tell yep. me. I and remembered that. There you also go. in the series Revenge, if you don't know that one. Nope. Yes. She was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she did a weird journalism movie where mm-hmm. she had some weird relationships and dark past and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> issues. Yeah. No. She's Sharon Carter. That's rad. Yep. Netflix. It, look for it. Yep, She's yep. amazing. Great actress. <laughs> oh, yes. Daniel Free Brule. promotion. <laughs> Daniel Brule was Zemo. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Captain America. Zemo. Okay. Yes. He'll be back as well. Okay. So there you go. There's um, their bad guy. November 12th, Disney Plus launch. I'm so excited. Um, so excited. I think somebody mentioned Stranger Things. Yep. Um, the third season will drop on July, July 4th. 4th. It was just announced that Coca-Cola is partnering with Netflix to bring back the birth of the new Coke. So this uh, happened in 1985 where a f- new formula of Coke came out. They got rid of the cocaine is essentially what happened. Right, exactly. <laughs> Literally what I was just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> And they say it's one of the biggest marketing mistakes of all yeah. time. <laughs> but yeah. they are bringing back this Coke due to the popularity of Stranger Things. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. I'm really looking forward to season three of that. They should bring back the cocaine. Right? <laughs> Hollywood mainstreaming <laughs> right? cocaine Seriously. as a normal way of living. Come on. That's, that's a great way to decriminalize uh, you know, the war on drugs, right? I live in LA. Right? That's not anything new. And yeah. Lindsay Lohan has an... outspoken. Lindsay Lohan has a new uh, spokesperson. Uh, you know. Should be the, the flow of coke. Of co- yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to let you know she is a refined human being now, now owning know. her own restaurant on some tropical yes. island. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what th- people that are sober do. Have you seen it? Yes. Is it good? <laughs> Follow her Instagram. I've always been wanting to watch it. I, I don't know why. That. It just happened by accident one day, and then I'm like, oh, oh, that's who that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> good trash TV. Yeah. Uh, Orange and the New Black, the final season trailer just dropped. Oh, the well, last Well, it's not really season. a trailer. It's almost like a little musical. Yeah. Oh, you saw it, right? I saw it. It's just cute. Little, it was little all, to the it beginning was, song. It was all the main cast singing a little bit of the title track, yeah. You've Got Time. Yep. Um, Which, it's, I'm... 
I love that show. <laughs> I hate that song. I was going to say, if they song. have a musical episode, that's going to take me back to like when Rent came out and then Joss Whedon did the, um, sorry, season seven, Once More with Feeling of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it was yeah. just a trend of every series doing a musical episode. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. all that I'm thinking Curse of Curse right you, now. Joss Whedon. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. No. Not jo- don't you hack Joss Whedon. I will hack Joss Whedon. Orange is New Black. Don't do it. It's just not trend anymore. We don't want to go back to High School Musical. Josh Whedon, I will kick you in the shins. I need you to stop. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, New on Hulu is a show called Little Fires Everywhere, starring Josh Jackson, who will be the lead role in that. Okay. Um, Reese Witherspoon, Kerry Washington, and Rosemary DeWitt. Wow, huge. Uh, cast uh, with Reese already doing uh, little uh, big, big liars. little lies, yeah. you know, uh, along with that. So that's pretty crazy. She's so good in that. And then yes. all I could think of was how phenomenal because ageism, ageism, they're breaking the mold of ageism because her and Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman's in her fifties, and not only mm-hmm. is you know in Aquaman she looked dead, like just drop dead gorgeous, and made well, any twenty year old threaten. They the she did get for the first. No, season. not just that, but actual photos yeah. of her in interviews during it's, the time. This is true. Yeah. She's still rocking. And and mm. then to still have Reese good. Witherspoon alongside her, yeah. I just think they're very empowering, very strong women, and their careers are still so robust and and and, and just so lively like there's so much to them that's why i had to say robust it's just so much there <laughs> robust. and i'm just it's it's very it, it's very nice to see that they're i mean those were household names when i was a teenager right. so to see that as, as women even as they've gotten older they're still in powerful roles that are very influential and and also very versatile that's amazing especially yeah. in hollywood i think hollywood is starting whether they realize it or not to shift and i like that yeah so i think this is a good time to take a classic cut break yep so I decided for... Cupcake break. Cupcake break. And a cupcake break. So this is a, a classic cut, which I think we are taking a break for summer. Ooh, what we got? And the big movie the this cool weekend movie. is Aladdin, cool. who is the star oh. of that. One of the stars is Will Smith. Yeah. Yep. And what do you think of summer and Will Smith? What song do you think? Get Summertime. Miami? No, Summertime. Summertime. Oh, we were all wrong. <laughs> I was going Men in Black. I was Wild Wild West. I do want to say goodbye, and, though. And, uh, wow, Vanessa, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. Yes. We, and we are saying goodbye to the one and only Miss Snorkels. Yeah. <laughs> Triple Dubs. Triple Dubs. Actress extraordinaire. Fresh back from Cannes. Thank you for having me. Lovely Vanessa Meadows. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. You guys didn't get to see her. If, I mean, if you haven't gotten to see her, she's beautiful. Wow. Oh, she gave Scarlett Gorgeous. Johansson a run for oh. her. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, girl. We got to take some selfies. On your selfies. radar. So we're going to take some selfies, and we'll be back here on BTV. All righty. <laughs>
Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Summer, summer, summertime. Summertime. Yeah. Ah, summertime. Are you looking forward to summer? Everyone here in the studio? I'm a, Absolutely. My blood is a little too thick for East Coast summers, so I'm usually <laughs> more indoors. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm one of those white dudes that never oh, wears jackets you're in the, the wintertime. You're the avid endorsement. I'm an avid indoorsman during the summertime. <laughs> you missed the you missed the, the interview where we talked about an author who wrote a book called The Avid Endorsman. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think Tiffany Marie Ford was there for that we, one. We can see. Yep. So I think we're bringing on our next special, our first special guest. Our, our special guest. All right, guys. We welcome hey, for hey. the second time on Below the Belt show. And he's our special guest of our spring season finale, guys. Actor extraordinaire, James Dumont. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. James, it's good to have you back on Below the Belt Show. We appreciate you uh, coming on Below the Belt Show. I mean, we had a great interview. It was actually just about a year ago. I think maybe just on the dot a year ago that we had you. On to talk about everything, which included Stranger Things 2, Season 2, right. and Law and & Order, True Crime, The Menendez Murders, and Jurassic World. And now looking at your IMDb, you got a huge movie called Wonderland coming out sometime this year. I so. certainly do. It's a good one. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm also doing The Righteous Gemstones, which is not on there. So that's, we can talk about that, because that's where I'm in right now. I'm in Charleston working on uh, finishing up my last two episodes. Well, that, the last three episodes. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, let's start with uh, Wonderland first. So you uh, must have some really good chemistry or a good friendship with Mark Wahlberg because you tend to work with him a lot. Back yeah? to back, yeah. This is, this is a third, this is a thrice time. It, it, Did uh, Mark refer you, James? I mean, is it one of those things? No, the thi- thing is Peter Berg and I just have, like, we just have a shorthand, man. We have, like, a cool bromance going. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's just the kind of director that's, like, that's just... Um, he directs like a corner man in boxing. You know what I mean? Like he right. sees what he's done and goes, "Oh yeah, 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 give him the jab or go in there." You know, like so. You know, there's, there's man. It's Peter and I just we just we just click like brothers, man. And you know, and then Pete and Mark have like a kind of a brothership, you know, in that regard too. You know, the two birds. You know, so it's kind of like uh, you know, I'm just the the, the, the cousin. I think I'm. <laughs> but you know, like Mark knows that I do good work and. Uh, you know, in fact, when I was doing Patriots Day, I, you know, he and I have like a kind of a joking relationship because when I worked on Deepwater Horizon, I had like 12 weeks of work. And so you know, I saw him pretty much every day. And, you know, we got to build up a nice rapport. And I went to school in Boston. And one thing led to another. And we, you know, we're kind of joking with each other like brothers, you know, like, you know, <laughs> you. And I was like, no, 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 you're going you're gonna to punch me, man. You're going to do something, you know. He goes, no, no, no. So when we got on set of Patriots Day, he walked over to me, and he's like, hey, man, let me talk to you. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to fall for that. You know? <laughs> yeah. so, I got something to tell you. So they had done test screenings of Deepwater Horizon in my hometown of Chicago, and uh, Mark just pulled me aside, and he said, look, man, we just did test screenings in Chicago, and he goes, I just want to tell you, man, your stuff in Deepwater is fantastic. Wow. And I was like, wow, dude. He goes, well, that's, you know, that's why you're here, man. Pete and I talked, and. You know, we really wanted, we really wanted you to be in this, and I'm glad you're coming up here and you get to be back in Boston. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And so, like, that's when I knew our relationship kind of solidified at that point. And then when when Wonderland came up, uh, I'd, I'd gone into, fly into L.A. to uh, 
see the premiere of Mile 22 because I had a friend of mine in that. Yes, uh, Sam that was a fun uh, movie, by the way. Was in there. Yeah, great, great project. Yes. And so I went up there to see Mile 22 premiere, and Pete, you know, and I are talking and say hi to the carpet. And at the after party, he just kind of looks at me and just kind of stares. You know, like, <laughs> what's up, Pete? And he goes, I got something for you in the next one. Oh, like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, what's that? He goes, well, it's called Wonderland, and uh, it's Netflix, and we're up in Boston. And I was like, oh, well, I, you know, I went to school in Boston. And he goes, well, I got something for you. He goes, call me tomorrow. What? So the next day, yeah, the next day I call I, I call him in his cell phone. Like, you know, the voicemail's not set up. And I'm like, oh, man, did I get the wrong number? The Pete came to <laughs> You thought he gave me the wrong number. My, you know, then I'm like, oh, no, I'm calling my agents. You know, I'm like, I'm like, so the deal is Wonderland is, is, a, is a kind of a remake of the of the books, the, all the Robert Parker books about about um, Spencer. There was a there was a there was a TV show called Spencer for Hire way back okay. in the day. I remember that. Robert Urich, which is a a Boston cop gets framed for murder, goes goes to jail. Then when he gets out, he becomes a, a private detective in order to solve how he got framed. And so they're revamping the series uh, through these three movies uh, with Netflix, and Mark Wahlberg is playing. Uh, playing that character, and uh, and then Hawk, who is his sidekick, is Winston Duke, and uh, and then we got Bokeem Woodbine in the movie, and myself. Yes. And here's the cool part: part is Post Malone in his first feature film. Can you oh, believe cool. Post Malone is yeah, a part Post of this project? Malone That's cool. Plays a uh, uh, criminal and stuff, and I can see that. With, yeah, that makes with sense. His face with tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we shot up in Boston for. I was up there for about three months. Uh, the coldest part wow. of the time in Boston. Uh, it was wicked cold up there. Wicked Boston. cold up there. But I have this incredible character that that's unforgettable. <laughs> unlike other projects where I have to explain who I am in the movie, there's no way in hell you're not going to know who I am in this film. And, oh, uh, good. So nice. at this point, we're doing one, and if it works out, we'll do a couple of more. Dude, um, you have awesome. at least three but, movies. Yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. So yeah. you definitely have three films, provided your character doesn't die. Yeah, well, well, one draft, one draft, one draft sent to me. I did get killed. I got my head chopped off, and what? I immediately picked up the phone to Pete, and I was like, "Dude, you're killing me here. I got no lines of my head chopped off." Terrible. And then a couple rewrites, rewrites later, everything went back in. I'm good to go. So, <laughs> but I have really some really great scenes with Marl. I have some uh, couple scenes. Uh, one scene with Winston Duke. Um, nice. Wakanda nice. forever. Lots of fun action stuff, man. More action stuff than I've ever got to do. So that's awesome. Good to see some action, man. <clears throat> yeah, man, it's going to be fun. You know, Another Mark, Mark made Mark made a joke with me in one of our scenes. He's like, "Man, we're going to turn you into an action star." I was like, "Okay, right, that's cool." Fine with me. What I love is there's there's actually two great comedian actors that are part of this project, Mark Marin and Eliza Schlesinger. Yeah, um, Eliza's actually been on the show several times. Um, I think oh, it's I cool because it's an fantastic. action drama, but you have two comedians known for the. Oh, let's go. Let's go a little bit further. Alan Arkin, hello. Alan, Alan Arkin, Arkin yes. Wow. So let's talk about like hardcore comedian, like well known for some very very funny movies. So Arkin's in there. Mark Marin is fantastic, and Eliza. She's Eliza's just you know she kills it. She's got all. She comes in to rip up. She is me. great. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. So I mean, like we, you know, so there is a little tongue in cheek, you know, action kind of comedy humor in here. Oh, good. Um, but, you know, it, it's just good stuff, man. You know, um, really, and I'm just glad to be part of it. 
you know. Yeah. Do we know anything about a release date yet? Uh, there was talk around the fall, yes. sometime October or so. I nice. haven't done. I ran into Pete. Uh, he came in. He represents a boxer. He manages a boxer uh, that's originally from Louisiana, and we were we went to a boxing match together. And uh, he said something about doing ADR work. So I guess that's. I would be if I'm doing AD work somewhere around now. It's three, three or two three months before it kind of comes out. So awesome. my guess is the fall. There's a lot of talk about the Irishman coming out on a theatrical release and then just in time for it to thing. So I think there was talk about pushing us just before Irishman. Um, and there may wow. be a small theatrical release for this one. I'm just not 100% okay. sure. Cool. Yeah. So this you falls know. under the same um, vein as. Roma and extremely wicked. Uh, these feature films Correct. on Netflix. What are your What are your thoughts on what Steven Spielberg said a while back that movies that have that do not have a theatrical run and are, go immediately to these online platforms um, should not be considered for any awards uh, as far as Oscars are concerned? Well, you know, I've worked with Spielberg twice. I'd like to work a third time. <laughs> <laughs> so I might. I might exercise my fifth amendment privilege here and just <laughs> keep my damn mouth shut. Um, yeah, I think we're in a different world. We're in an interesting time where I don't think it's fair. That's a great answer, by the way. Smart. <laughs> I don't think it's fair for films that have to invest in the publicity and advertising in order to do a theatrical release. Um, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of torn on this. Like, I just feel like. I don't think it, to me, it doesn't, I don't think it matters what the platform ultimately is. Okay. That's what I think is, I think that's the game changer that I think, um, I think a company like Netflix has a huge advantage. For example, we were one of 10 $50 million films. Wow. Now, Marvel does $150 million, maybe a couple $200 million. Wow, so it's a quarter of the budget. Wow. But not not ten. Not no one's doing ten. No studio is doing ten fifty million dollar movies. That's just not you know. But Netflix, because their goal is is overseas and international right. subscribers, right? Of which there are you know I think there are one hundred and forty million right now, which is huge. They've had a seventy percent increase in viewership, and so to me. I understand on the one end in terms of a, a, a classic uh, filmmakers, um, you know, and also studios having to back those films. The cost, perfect example was, I did the movie The Butler. Yes. And there was a decision. Oh, The Butler! What a great film. The producers of The Butler. Yeah, and they they were going to try they were going to try to go for like a, an Oscar run, you know, for Oprah and for Forrest, and I think the work actually really warranted it. But um, you know, that movie made a lot of money. And so a decision was made by most of the investors, the producers, do we spend additional money to do a real publicity and advertising, re-release it theatrically, do we spend all the money that we've just made in order to chase that golden statue, even a nomination? And the investors said, no, it's not worth us chasing that because we've already made all of our money. We're now going to go into... Uh, another, you know, sending out to platinum. Now it's going to be on cable and, and Netflix and other things. So it's like we would lose money on what, you know, here we, we everybody killed themselves in order to invest in this movie because it was independently financed. No studio wanted it, even with all the names on it. Um, and so, you know, uh, 
decision was to not do it. So I understand on one end of filmmaker or studio having to spend additional monies in order to have to, to launch a Oscar campaign. Right. But I just feel like I don't think it matters what the format was or what the intent what the format was. Okay. And you, you know, know movies I- are being made. So so if it's whether it's being made for a theater audience, which I think is 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 becoming an archaic idea. Because to a degree, now, yeah. You know, Soderbergh, I talked to Soderbergh, and his idea was, you go to the movie. If you want to go to the movie, you can buy the DVD right there. If you want to kill piracy, wow, you yeah. The DVD and the movie at the same time, you buy it in the lobby. <laughs> you download it. Yep. At the same time, it eliminates all of the piracy because, you know, there's there's no lag between theatrical release and and DVD because you want to you want to you know save billions of dollars. Here you go. And, and I, it, I like that idea. And it's a normal so, evolution. You, know, you love the movie and you can walk away with it. I mean, it's it's a normal evolution too. The way the way people are watching movies and television correct. shows as well. Correct. Um, so I certainly agree. And of course, you do want to work with Spielberg a third time. And I'm hopefully yeah, so I hopefully mean, <laughs> What so remind us of the project? I agree that some films deserve to and should be in the movie theater and judged accordingly. But they're still going to have to do the same amount of legwork and cost. To, to, to run a campaign, and, and Netflix, did this, Netflix did it. They ran a campaign, and they won. Can you remind us of the Spielberg films you worked on? I worked on Catch Me If You Can. Nice. And then I worked on um, on um, uh, Catch Me If You Can, and then a War of the Worlds. Nice. I love it. Yeah. yeah, War of the Worlds, man. That's a good Tom one. Tom Cruise, War of the Worlds. Tom Cruise, War of the Worlds. That's awesome. You know? Nice. That's cool. You have an, um, another... Well, well... well well, something father, whatever it is. I also see another... I'm, I'm looking after Dakota Fanning. Like, Dakota Fanning gets separated from Tom, going after his son. Ah, uh, so yes. I think she's being abandoned by a tree, and I grab her because of the, the you know, sky's on fire, and I run down the hill. and. Oh, well, that's you! Fire. That's James the Mutz! Oh, snap! And then snap, Tom comes down, he's like, that's my daughter! And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> that's totally rad. I didn't think And then I guess you. one of the movies, like one of the one of the movies <laughs> making fun of it, where Michael Jackson was like trying to get a, you know, grab a kid. So one of like one of the uh, Wayne's brothers kind of like you know I think one of the screen movies made a joke of that scene where it was like you know Michael Jackson trying to get a kid. It was pretty funny. We got to talk and about it. The end of that story. That's cool, man. <laughs> that is a good. That was really cool. I love that story. You're such a great storyteller, James, by the way. I got some good ones. You're such I a great storyteller. I'll believe you got some good ones. You're writing and directing more. Yeah. I have... I know. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So I have a question about a film. Stuff and, yeah. It's happening. I have a question about a film that's on your IMDb called Roe vs. Wade with such oh, legends yeah. as John yeah. Voight, Stephen Gutenberg, uh, Go- Corbin Burns, and William Forsythe. And I'm assuming... This film did not shoot in Atlanta because maybe it wouldn't have been able to shoot in Atlanta due to the recent right. abortion um, well, um, or ra- bill or, ra- or rather, it was sponsored by people from Atlanta. Right, yeah, this right. Is, this is a, uh, I made a very interesting decision uh, about this movie. Um, it is a pro-life movie. No, oh, dead silence. There you go. No, man. no. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you were going to finish. We, oh, we didn't no. think that you were done. We were like... That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> so it's a pro-life movie. When, and we know that jo- John Boyd is... is he's known to be oh, yeah. the uh, Hollywood conservative. So 
So would you yeah. say this paints um, the Roe v. Wade in a conservative light? Is this a conservative film? Yeah, 100% absolutely, yes. Interesting. Okay. Wow. So there's also Roe v. Wade, and when Roe v. Wade got overturned, this is not about the overturn. This is about the initial Roe v. Wade. This is correct. This is how this is how Roe v. Wade came about. Really? But you oh. know, this, this is something many many people dropped out of this movie. Many people didn't want to have anything to do with it. Really? Wow. But, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this one's going to be this of all the films. I'm, this one's going to be talked about either either it's going to be the worst thing ever. I thought, <laughs> or or it becomes you know uh, it, you know. It, you know, uh, God's Dead 2. You know what I mean? Or God, you know, God's Dead. Is the it movie be, coming it, out it at a bad time yeah. with the whole controversy with Alabama well, passing the law and Atlanta passing that law? It depends on what your point of view is. Right? As a woman, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> What's this? Nothing. As, you said as a woman. Yeah, this is, look, here's the thing. This, this is my feeling on this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-choice. Would I actually I'm come out say I'm pro-choice straight out? Thank I you. No, this is very simple. Men should not make be making any decisions about a woman's body. Period. End of story. I don't care what I don't care what science says. I don't care what religious backgrounds are. Men should not be making decisions about women's bodies. Period. End of story. I have a daughter. That's just the way it is. That, that's how I feel. If, if I may now, say, what I like about you is that a lot of celebrities and politicians today are afraid to draw a line and state what they're for and what they're not for because they feel like it blocks off a certain target of an audience or people that may or may not like them. And what I respect about you most is you just drew your line in the sand, whether it be... Well, some people think pro-choice is a neutral term, but nowadays any term that you agree with you are dividing yourself. And I think that it takes a lot of uh, audacity and, and, and bravery and a lot of courage to actually claim what you are regardless of those three. Pro-life, I hate that term. We'll get into that later tonight. But pro-life, pro-choice, or pro-abortion, you know, pro pro like whichever you want to go with that, it's I think the fact that you just as a, a star made your view i'm not a, i'm not a star and i have a friend who was going to do this role and bowed out of this role and i said to him i said dude why he goes well i just feel it would really hurt my career there are a lot of people in hollywood this movie is a pro pro pro-life movie sponsored by the christian christian right they are trying to push a point of view they are trying to push the envelope to revisit roe v wade so perhaps it could be overturned they have they have a they have an agenda that they're doing this. They're making this movie in the means to bring up the issue to try to force to try to force it. Now these wow. things that are happening in Alabama and other states right. are to force the revisiting of Roe v. Wade, one hundred percent. So there are a group of faction of people who are trying to reopen up this idea. Now, why would I, me, actor, make a decision to be in a movie that is clearly of a point of view that is that is opposite of mine? Well, here's the reason. Good. Love because we're, we're in a time now where people are, are unfriending each other, and family members are not talking to each other because they don't agree with each other. Mm. I think that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I should be able to create art with people that I disagree with, with yeah. their point of view with. How else am I going to have a real conversation and really be part of change 
if I just say no and block them out and don't and don't have a conversation. Wow. And and if I'm in an art form of which I can't create with people work that I totally disagree with. Now I'm not saying I'm gonna go out and make Auschwitz the musical. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not gonna make the white the, you know, the neo the neo Nazi party. Oh, sorry, that was it's always too soon. Time. That was dark humor. No. <laughs> I mean they've always you know said if you ever want to get an Oscar you do a movie about the Holocaust. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to go around pitching my white Aryan nation, you know, comedy pilot. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm going to, you know, that's what I'm looking for, you know, (laughs) for white power. You know, I'm going to try to sell it to BET. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I'm not going to do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But my point is, is that if I can't, if, if we can't, if we can't have conversations, or if we can't create and work on projects with, with people with opposing viewpoints, then we really, really have a much more serious problem in this country than I ever imagined. And I'm, you know, there are people who are going to give me shit about being in this movie. I can tell you that 100%. Yeah. It's a really good dice, definitely. I work on this guy, and, and, and the movie's called Roe v. Wade, and I'm getting a chance, an opportunity to step in the foot of, of Wade, of Henry Wade, and I did my homework on this guy. He was a Democrat. He was a Southern Democrat. And... And he got into a, he got involved in something that's far bigger than him. He was in over his head. And so I feel like, you know, I, honestly, I auditioned for the judges, and there were a few of the judges that I really wanted to go after because they were the ones that were, that were, that were gearing, you know, that fought to, you know, uphold Roe v. Wade. You know what I mean? I wanted to be, I wanted to play a character that was in, it was, was an exact mindset of my own. Well, right. that's easy. That's what, easy to do. Let hey. me, let me. You know what I mean? Work is work. Here's the, here's but I felt like the, the hardest thing, and my friend was really feeling like, I don't want to be part of this. I think this would be a negative thing on my career. And he goes, well, James, you're farther along that it kind of won't matter. It won't hurt your career to be in this movie. Well, I don't know. Hey, James. But I'm telling you, this movie is going to be talked about, and it can be talked about to being like the worst thing ever. But you know? when it comes to your career, here's the term you should know all too well. There is no such thing as bad publicity, and controversy these days is good for your career because everyone else in the world is afraid to draw a line. They're afraid to tell what their side is, and they're afraid of controversy. They're afraid to talk about things. And whether it's bad or or good right now, the laws that have been passed have made everybody talk, and that is a good thing. That's what I want people to do is to talk, because from talking will lead to action. But this blocking and this cutting out, and this, uh, I mean, social media you know, is all about some people comparing themselves. In fact, it is a um, it's a psychological hazard. It's a psychological unhealthy action. Human beings correct. and social media. It was. It's not a. It's one of the things that in, when it comes to civilization, it's not a natural thing. We compare ourselves to everybody, and therefore, in that intention, we have to fight to be right. Because it's Correct. all about being better than someone else or one-upping Correct. someone else. Mm-hmm. And social media just gives an outlet to hide behind a screen in, an om- in, oh, yeah. in being I mean, anonymous. Instagram life. Really, that's your life? No it, fucking way that's your life. Right? Like, so but everyone you know, is going to argue and like, no one... See, I, I was raised as... I, I Instead of doing normal extracurricular activities, I was in mock trials and debate. And I was raised that you come with the intention to learn and to understand and to trade in the intention to better yourself and maybe change your point of view. And whomever can actually debate that in a healthy structured manner they are the winners not the people that insult each other not the people that have to be right we're on the same page 
But but you're right. No one does that anymore because no. it's all about here. young social okay, media. So so let me jump <laughs> in here. And the intention is to divide us. Here's no, the thing. No, no. I'm 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 about to jump if in here. If we're not doing things together, we can't find a way in which to communicate and have conversations. With seven billion people in the world, we're just going to continue arguing and tearing people apart. Lion, you have a question. And that's the point. That's what. But that's what the power structure wants. The power structure wants that to be have and have not. So, that, that's totally in the intention. There's there's this there's this movie called um, The House I Live In. It's a documentary. <laughs> I highly highly recommend this documentary. And it's about the fallacy that is the drug war. And in the middle of this movie is this kind of Amish guy. Like he has this long beard. He's a Lincoln historian. And he starts to look at the, the patterns of, of the criminalization of drugs in our country. And how, what it was created for was so that there's an underclass in society, no matter what the color is. There's an underclass in society that's expendable, that we put in jail, and we create laws in which to keep them subjugated. We create minimum wage jobs. We, we take away their insurance. The whole point is that it's, it goes back to George Carlin's beautiful speech, if you ever watch it on YouTube, about the Great Big Club. Hmm. And we're not in the Great Big Club. The Great Big Club is this, this group of people that own the own this country. The media, these people that own this country. And it's like the minute you don't, that you don't realize this or have a conversation or really be able to debate your point of view, You'll, you're, you're never going to figure it out. You're always going to be subjugated in one way or another. Right. And so for me, I took, I think, a fail. I, I didn't, didn't feel like a risk to me because they were shooting in Louisiana. You know what I mean? And I'm right. there, and I just happened to be available that week. And wait a minute, they're going to pay me this amount of money and be here for a week, and, and I get to create this character of Henry Wade from Roe v. Wade? Oh, my God. Plus what a get great some, opportunity for me to plus do Plus get this, some good know? gumbo. Yep. Yeah, I get to stay home and sleep in my own bed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And make a movie that I probably don't agree with. Oh, that's right. It but is your hometown, gonna, right? It's going to force a conversation, and people may show up and ban the movie and make sure it never gets distributed. And okay, so be it. It's well within your rights to do it. And it's also well within their rights to create it. Awesome. And, you know, it kind of feels good a little bit, <laughs> like a little bit of that, uh, you know, the tidings from these churches that... To push their point of view to, to further my ability to be able to have a conversation and communicate with them. Awesome. So there's that. You know, awesome. I, I mean, I know I knew what I was doing when I got into it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how controversial. Now the irony of all this is they owe they owe tens of thousands of dollars to actors and crew. They haven't paid everybody. Oh. But you know, but they got their they got their, just you know they got their trailer together to show it at the the right to life convention. But they still haven't. Paid see, they didn't have that Spielberg money. <laughs> yeah. They haven't paid the people to make the movie. So here, here's the irony. You know, they, they want to push their point of view, but they don't want to. They don't want to fairly pay the actors that are in this movie or the crew. It's uh, wow. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Wow. So I think we're gonna switch so I don't gears. Spend too much time on that. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. switch gears because you know I mean? think Lion has a great question for James. Or, or was it Nick? It was yeah. So changing gears here, I was perusing through some of the pictures in your IMDb. In your IMDb. And I came across a picture, or a couple of pictures with you and Oprah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I feel like anybody who gets a selfie with Oprah these days, it's like getting to meet Frank Sinatra and shaking his hands in the 60s, right? Yep. <laughs> I agree. That's a great character. I agree. Does she smell like citrus? Is she just like the most wonderful person in the whole world? <laughs> she, is, she, is, she is the light in the room that says the way it's about it. And, I, and that was my birthday. That yeah. was my birthday in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. And... and, and 
the irony was uh, I was invited to the Butler premiere in New York. Okay. And then my publicist was able to hook up with one in L.A., but there wasn't enough tickets for me to get into the to get into the after party. Ah. But ah. I followed a group of people that were in the movie, and we went up some back elevator, and next thing you know, my wife and I are being escorted <laughs> upstairs. I've done that trick before, too. into this back little area that's away from everybody else. Nice. And and my my cousin's <laughs> husband is a photographer for Getty Wire that. Image. And and my my I, I see Oprah out of the corner. I'm like, honey, come here. I grab my wife and I, honey, come here. I'm like Alberto. That's and I grab the photographer. We swoop around Oprah and I said, hi Oprah, this is my wife Wendell. I'm in the movie. But can we get a photograph real fast? And before security and her bodyguards get in there, <laughs> it's my wife and I. It's my wife and I with Oprah, and uh, that was our Christmas card that year. That's perfect. <laughs> that's one of the. Yeah, that's huge. that is a good fucking story. That's huge, man. and I've done that. That's that sh- my birthday, and I was like, okay. That is a I'm great birthday. Mom. That you can't that beat that birthday. birthday ever. And my wife just has this. Her smile is like her teeth are just like you know it's the biggest smile I've seen. And I said, we said, you know, we said Merry Christmas from. From Oprah and the Dumont. <laughs> I so love it. It's a it's a screening of a movie that you're in on your birthday, and you meet Oprah. Yeah. That is a yeah, good day. And I wasn't even invited to the after party. And you <laughs> weren't even invited <laughs> in the after. I get the back elevator. I crashed my own party. That's awesome. I've actually done that, that same trick, James. I've done that same trick too. I love it. Either going with a group or using the elevator in the rear. I love <laughs> it. It's my new, it's my new way in. You know? <laughs> I love it. Or just saying you're pressed for an event you're not pressed for, and that works actually yep. sometimes. Oh, if works you're it. if you're a cute girl, I guess. I'm oh. not saying I'm cute, but I've been yeah, told I am. It hasn't so. worked for me yet. It hasn't worked for me yet. It, it doesn't work for a back a, a bald character actor. Yeah. You <laughs> gotta own it. Fake it until you make it. That's all I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big. That's right. And I usually smile and laugh and have a conversation. Just as they're checking people in. There you go. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, yeah, he's in the movie. Oh, yeah, I'm good. There you go. Well, speaking of hot I women, you worked with Katrina Bowden, who is absolutely stunning, in a movie called The Divorce Party. How did you like that experience? Yeah. Oh, that is, you know, if you guys are looking, honestly, I, I, my friends wrote this, and uh, I found out by, by happenstance that they were writing this, and I reached out to my buddy, I said, dude, I was like, you're doing a movie, you're not included? He goes, oh, no, no, we wrote this whole for you, but we didn't know if you'd be available because it's, you know, shooting in Georgia. And I was like, well, I live in Louisiana now. And they're like, right. what? So it was like, bing, bing, bing. And uh, I put on tape. I was up in New York working on a gig, and I taped it and sent it in. And they, they slipped, and they're like, oh, no, we'd love to be in this movie. And then I go to the, you know, we shoot the thing, and I go to watch the movie in L.A., and it's fantastic, man. It's this very... Smart. It's like the old school, an old school romantic comedy. Like you know, like you hadn't seen in a while. Like you know, um, I'm trying to think of a good one. Uh, I don't think Pretty Woman's really good romantic. Well, there's some now, great rom coms, but you think this one was overlooked? Yeah, but, this but one was overlooked. Not, but they're usually like kind of dumbed down, and it's like real sappy, and it's more mm-hmm. like a lifetime. But this one is very funny and intelligent, and it's it's just well done. The cast is great. The director is a wonderful young director out of New York, and we just. It turned out to be, you know, far greater than I thought. And uh, we have wonderful actors from Australia to lead. And it just was, you know, what a, what a surprisingly fun thing, you know, uh, every awesome. once in a while. And then what I was doing, I was like, man, I'm so glad I'm in this movie, man. These guys made a really great, good little rom-com that I go, you know, this, any, I could recommend this to anybody. You know, 
It's available on Amazon Prime now. I just yeah. I think I'm going to check it out. It's called the Worst Party, and it's just fantastic. It sounds fun. So I got to ask you: Stranger Things season three is dropping in July. A lot of us here in studio are big Stranger Things fan. You had a great role as the middle-aged man. Um, really creepy, cool role that you had, and, and which you talk about last time you're on the show. Yeah. Um, will the middle-aged man return in season three, or are you allowed to say? God, you I know, hope so. I've I'd love to play the game of teasing you as if I have a potentially that I'm in season three, but I can't play that game. Uh, okay. I have more cool things going on than playing that game. But yeah, I, I, so the answer is unequivocally no. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But you had if such I a were, pivotal if scene. I, were, I would say things like, I can't really say, I don't know, I can't really say right. that, blah, blah, blah. I can't play the game. I don't need to. If I, was, if I wasn't that more... I wasn't on Danny McBride's new television series. I probably would tease you with that. But I'm on Danny McBride's new television series. So That's yes. okay. I That'll don't do. need to tease you with that thing that I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, both my son, Kelton, my son Kelton's 15, and I are both on The Righteous Gemstones, which is, if you watch the Game of Thrones finale... We love Game of Thrones. We were just talking about the, it. The Righteous Gemstones... Uh, trailer played during the Game of Thrones. Finale. Yes. So it's Danny McBride, it's Adam Devine, it's John Goodman. Great cast. It's Patterson. It is. Uh, it is our. You know, and uh, and Walter Goggins. Yes, and Walter Goggins, it is, awesome. It is a funny, hilarious comedy about a televangelist family called the Gemstones. And my son plays Pontius Pontius Gemstone. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. And I play uh, Danny Danny McBride's right hand man, Chad. Yeah, nice. we're having a like a phenomenal time. We're, we're up and this down is so cool. April, and we're going to finish up in the middle of June. And uh, both my son and I are doing seven out of the nine episodes for the season. You're doing and seven yeah. out of the nine. We're great time. That's awesome. Yeah. So is this considered series regular or recurring? You know the the way they kind of do it is the, the recurring guest stars on here for the nice. first season. You know, um, hopefully we'll get pumped up. But dude, you know, when you're doing that many episodes, does it really kind of matter? I mean, the dollar matters, but for me, it doesn't. <laughs> I just I've been a Danny McBride fan since East Bound and Down. I love East Bound and uh, Down. Yes, I've been yes. on the show forever, and then Vice Principals, I thought was fantastic, and I auditioned a couple of times, and then uh, this came up, and I just um, I got cast first, and then my son. We put my son uh, on tape for to be his son, and then we get a phone call from the caster. Go, wait a minute, is, is Kelvin Dumont James Dumont's son? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, Danny wants to meet him because like, that would be great if they're both in the show. And was, how was cool! Like, yeah. so we flew down to Charleston. We met with Danny, and my son and you know him totally hit it off because you know we wanted to make sure that he can improv and do stuff. And and now wow. we're just we're here, man. We're just uh, we've been going back and forth between here and New Orleans. Is this your son's biggest role to date? I think, yeah, for sure, because he did, he only did like two or three episodes of Astronaut Wives, and then he did Logan, the Marvel film Logan, but he had oh, a small part in that. As the, the oh, it's one of the boy. mutants? Yeah, you know, one of the, yeah, one of the kids, one of the, the mutant kids. That's oh, cool. nice. Then, uh, Very cool. So he's done some cool things, but this is probably the bigger thing, and my, my imagine, I, I imagine the show will go at least, you know, two, three seasons, if not more, so... You know, we're hopefully we'll be in more episodes next season, but for now it's been really, really good. That's you know? awesome. And it's funny. The trailer is funny, but it's even funnier than that. I mean, it's Adam Devine is just brilliant, and Danny's like, you know, and he's hysterical. Uh, 
David Gordon Green is directing and Joe yeah. Hill who's in it. And, and I think directing Danny's on shows always have to be on HBO. They have to be. Yeah. They cannot be on any other network no. because of just his style of his comedy, comedy and yeah. his, his, his you know little raunchiness yeah. from time to time. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's thing. Stuff. I love it. The stuff that we just saw yesterday, I've never seen on any show that I've ever been on, and it, it had un, unending, unlimited humor potential. Like it just could go. I love it. It could go so wrong. So wow. Bad, so incredibly funny. When does the and series the premiere? By the way, my son and I were talking about this. It's like do these shots where they've set the master shot up and then we go, you know, and it's all good and it's unscripted. And then we do one improv and then we kind of do the medium and do that scripted kind of thing. And then when we go in close, then it goes full loose. And the whole awesome. point is, can you, can you stay in character based on what the other person says <laughs> to you? And that's got to be some like, of the best takes, too. Yes. To try to keep a straight face with Danny <laughs> McBride and John Goodman and Adam Devine. And, you so know, funny. Just like, Oh my God! It's the hardest thing in the world. That's amazing. I, I you know, love and that. we got these brilliant people in here that are just so that's awesome. funny. Congratulations! That, that's an. I, yeah, when does the, the fun part is then when it goes back on them, then you then you do the same thing to them. It's just like this. It's a fun like game. Kids playing this game of like who can crack each other up more. Oh and I'm gosh! Like, Dude, how can you not? Uh, that's like who's not going to watch that? And we've seen know? those outtakes in Eastbound and Down. I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. For your show, it's going to be just as epic. Oh, yeah. No, we got, we got some stuff that I, I don't think it's going to make the cut. Awesome. Way when, out there. But, when is the season uh, premiere? Yeah. Uh, in, in August, so it's right around the corner. Nice. Oh, that's so, so awesome. Yeah, our pilot, we're doing a reshoot in June of a little bit of the pilot, um, but it airs in August. Yes. And, uh, first season is nine episodes, so we that's got the awesome. pilot plus eight. Awesome. Fantastic. I mean, it's just, I mean, He's really the way he set this family up is 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 a it's just brilliant, you know. And Goodman is like this Jimmy Swagger, you know, Billy Graham kind of like iconic, you know, yes. televangelist. And you know, and and Adam Devine, man, I don't, I mean, I don't think there's anything he can't do. Another great young actor right there. Yeah, yeah. and he's just he writes and he directs and he's in it and he's just and he's the nicest. I mean, the nicest person. I mean, my son and I are just kind of like. He keeps coming up to us and goes, man, I can't believe I got too, too much on my show. And I was like, dude, we, you got tons of friends who can I love be on the it. show, and we're really appreciative <laughs> of being your play. Awesome. We play games with you, man. We're here. You know? <laughs> so it's just uh, kind of turned into the coolest thing. So, yeah, I'd awesome. love to tell you the story that said I'm in season three of Strange Things, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but The Righteous Gemstones. We'll talk, we'll talk about what's real. Right, Righteous Gemstones still is amazing. And James Dumont, we thank you so much. For calling into Below the Belt show for a second time. You're our marquee guest for our season uh, finale as we take a little bit of a summer break. Wow. Yes, we're happy to have you on. I mean, this is a good summer show. It's a good uh, way to promote it. So if you could, let us know who you are, James. Throw out a plug for the Righteous Gemstones and for Wonderland. And and what? Okay, hold on, hold on. And Wonderland should be October. Let's Let's start over, okay? And yes. go. I'm James Dumont, and you can watch for me as Chad in The Righteous Gemstones, Danny McBride's new series on HBO in August, and in Wonderland on Netflix coming in the fall. Yes! Oh, oh did you say Below the Belt Show? 
I did not. Okay, let's do it one more time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Third times, man. You got Third it. time's charm. I'm usually pretty good about this. It's okay. You're here with a carpet with this. So. Arguably pretty lady. So you, ready? you got this. Say it like you mean it. All right. Hey, this is James Dumont. I'm sorry. This is James Dumont, and you are listening to Below the Belt. And you can see me as Chad in The Righteous Gemstones and on HBO this August. And in Wonderland with Mark Wahlberg and Post Malone and Winston Duke on Netflix in the fall. You're listening to Below the Belt. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, great. sir. He had the tone. That see, was my perfect. My radio show is called Above the Belt Line. That's <laughs> <laughs> Competition. James, you're awesome. So gl- congratulations on your success. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye bye. And thanks for letting me plug stuff out there. Really. Oh, of really course. We can't wait for that much. show. Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. You're no, the dude, most compelling guest we've had yet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> thank, thank you, James. Will be wait. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Have a good one, brother. Good talking to you. Thanks again, right. guys. Bye bye. Bye. <clears throat> Wow. James Dumont, guys. What a great interview. Yeah, man. The guy's a talker. <laughs> yes. Considerably loquacious, as they say. <laughs> and he can uh, tell some great stories. Garrulous. Uh, he is. He seems like a great guy, period, though. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, The Righteous Gemstones, if you did not see that trailer, is really cool. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I love Eastbound and Down. Dan yeah. McBride is a great actor. Very great comedic actor. So. Oh, yes. Look forward to see what the, how the series does. Yep. And if you haven't seen Jurassic World already, he's, I'm not sure who hasn't. He's also in that one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which we talked about on the last show. Yeah, As is. a guy with a name. Yeah. You got a name <laughs> on him. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. More TV news. Uh, so AMC canceled uh, sci-fi series Humans after three seasons, apparently. I... You know, the premise sounded cool, but again, this is one of those shows on a network that you just don't have time to watch. I mean, there's so much saturation you know, of sci-fi TV shows now. It's tough there's to... There's sci-fi and superheroes. It's tough to find stuff that sticks it's, now, right? It sticks and time in general because exactly. there's so much. Exactly. So there will not be a fourth season, uh, sadly, for those fans of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, however, people are watching a lot of the CW shows. They seem to be doing pretty well. As Batwoman's trailer just dropped, starring mm-hmm. Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, also a cosplay I'm, I'm working kn- on. I'm curious to know your opinion. Yes. How do you uh, think Ruby Rose will do as the woman in the cowl? Mm-hmm. So they're <laughs> pushing in they're pushing in sexuality in this. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. to me, growing up, Batwoman was a woman that went through her own trials. She was shot too soon, is how uh, that's the way I phrase it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she became I mean Oracle, for example, but right. Batwoman, to me, was a strong, compelling female character, um, and in the comics, they insinuated her relationships, but you never knew for sure whether it was one way or another, which is a lot of comics were that way. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't Batgirl. This is Batwoman. Yeah, but still, it, it derives from the same character. Nope. We're talking... Totally different So we're characters. not even talking... So this movie this coming is not, out is, is not, not based Batgirl. off of this Barbara This is not Gordon. Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon okay. is, no, no, no. is Batwoman, See, that's correct? what it's I Batgirl. assumed. Yes, Batgirl. Okay. For the yes. longest time that that's what they were basing it off of, but yeah. I think that... It, Okay, fine. Then yeah, Batwoman that considered? is Kane. I know her last name is Kane. Yes, I can't you're right. Her first Kane, name is. you're right. Then that yeah. considered, Kane. I think Kane, yeah. that Kane, you're it right. makes sense mm-hmm. because if they're basing a Batwoman off of, I mean, the generic comic series, mm-hmm. um, then uh, Ruby Rose is a great character. She's very actor. versatile. She's, She's 
I mean, no, I mean, like, she's a great character in an entirety, not just oh, okay. in what yeah, she yeah. portrays, but who she is as a person. Just, okay. And I That's think that she's actually, very like androgynist. Yeah. I think yeah. that you she's cast Ruby fluid. Rose she because is. she's, yeah, you, you cast Ruby Rose because she was in John Wick 2. She was, she was yeah. amazing oh, in John okay. Wick 2. Check that out. Yeah. And of course, I gotta get she into the was also in Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. uh, yep. for the longest time. Yep. But um, I think that, and, and you just placed together what I meant when I said she is a great character to cast. Yes. Like yeah. Johnny Depp, yeah. you cast Johnny character. Depp because he's Johnny Depp. Yeah. You don't cast him to fit a character. You cast him because he, he is, is the, the character. character. Exactly. Right. That makes sense. And That's a good way to put it. Ruby right. Rose is the same way. She brings mm-hmm. to screen. I mean, John Wick, too, was the best example. Yeah. She was so, like, it wasn't just about her being androgynous. She was a sexy, I think, very sexy, mysterious female. However, yep. she had the strength to her, and she she had a, a presence to her that was also very masculine while she was feminine. She was yep. beautiful in a power suit. That's she all was. I thought. But at the same badass. time, she carried herself she like it didn't matter what gender she was it didn't matter what people had defined as man or woman yeah. prior she knew how to mm-hmm. handle a gun properly you can yep. tell she had she had the training she had the and training based happy. on how she actually guided the pistol like mm-hmm. they don't even have that on a lot of Hollywood sets these days which they I don't, don't understand why you can tell when an actor has never held a gun yep. however I think that her <laughs> as the new you are preaching to the choir in the, the short <laughs> version I'm sorry yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. passionate about it I am the firearms it. instructor I, know, I, I tell you I complain about this just about with every movie yeah microphone yep her as you the new me Batwoman, I know. Batwoman <laughs> is a great idea. She's yes. going to bring a, an empowering force to femininity, not just okay. masculinity. It's not about her being a lesbian, which a lot of people have brought up. Mm-hmm. But they I did. think she's going to bring and a very empowering... And they're keeping her gay uh, as Batwoman. Well, which she's is gay okay. in the comics. Right. That is her cur- and, and it's okay for her to be yeah. gay, but that's yeah. not about masculinity or femininity. I think it's about empowerment. Yeah. And she's going to be a very powerful force, regardless of gender, regardless of being a lesbian or not. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to bring a great new twist and is bringing a lot of femininity without misogynistic or I'm sorry without anti-misogynistic or any slanderous terms this is not a film that is supposed to uh, bring about you arguing gender or or even um, sexuality it's about the fact that they are interpreting a strong female character Mm -hmm. in an empowering role and um, I, I know that I've read the reason why I stated the way that I just did is I've read a lot of articles about people being well offended and I'm sorry for the snowflakes out there. However, yeah, I too think many that snowflakes. this is a great casting. I think that the casting director... She's not gay enough. That was the argument. Uh, that she was not which, gay enough. Which who is even says that? Who even says that? What makes you have logically yeah. to Seriously, say that? That's right? a joke in... Like, it's a joke That is the itself. worst level of criticism. Horrible. Because it, you can do nothing with that. What else do you have? That's like who do you want to be Batman? I'm sorry, Ellen that's like comparing someone to Hitler in a in a formal debate. You right. have no basis there. Just stop, right. please right. sit down. Right. But I think that this is she's a great character right. choice, and yeah. um, I mean Batwoman and Bat Bat both Batgirl and Batwoman were yeah. very strong characters, right. and regardless of the sexuality that they're portraying in this film, mm-hmm. they casted the perfect. They person did, and when you when you put actor. her when she's mm-hmm. in the Batwoman. Costume, costume, mm-hmm. and you match her up with what, wh- with how she's illustrated in the comics. Yeah, they couldn't have found a more perfect Batwoman. Yeah, because yeah. they're keeping her short hair as her they're alter ego, but as Batwoman, as Batwoman, she she's and got people, the red, the red wig. Yeah, she wears the wig. And right. people forget that casting is not about just the viewer's emotions. I'm sorry no. that it's <laughs> that you're not so happy, but it's it's not always about fan service. Right, no. it is about. Adding up to the detail of the person that was cast in the initial story Mm -hmm. so that people not only can, well, the hope is to relate, yes, 
But we want to bring something to life. Hollywood wants to bring something to life. It's not just about you emotionally attaching your own perspectives and right. agenda onto that person. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think that okay. Ruby Rose is flawless. Oh, there we and go. a great actress. Sorry. All right. That's okay. <laughs> Let's move on a couple other things. Big Bang Theory ended last week sure with did. a sweet scene over, which is, the I think, the show that originally brought chic to geek. Yes. You know, pretty much. Uh, Good way to put it. Um, so uh, the last scene of the series featured the entire cast assembled over uh, Chinese takeout, laughing like they always did. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, wow, 12 years ago um, is when they started. And they were talking about Damn. how Ed Robertson sent a demo of the theme song, and it was just him and the acoustic guitar, um, Ed Robertson of the Bare Naked Ladies. And right. They thought it was a great idea, and... Uh, Again, that's how that uh, theme played out. The song was re-recorded um, for the theme, but Laurie wanted to bring it back to help close the show out. Although Big Bang Three is ending or has ended, Young Sheldon will return um, this fall. Yeah, he still so, got some stuff. To so you still got Little Sheldon. Still got that going yeah. on. Um, but yes. Um, what else we got? Uh, so, so this is, I guess, tied into uh, the TV controversy that we're alluding to a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is Jason Mitchell. He's an actor that um, was in Straight Outta Compton. Okay. Um, and he was actually dropped by his agent and manager um, from Showtime's The Chi mm-hmm. and the upcoming Netflix Desperados. So apparently some... Mm-hmm. Alleged misconduct um, with Jason Mitchell. Um, apparently, this is interesting. So, the um, so Tiffany Boone, who played Mitchell's girlfriend on the Chi, uh, was among several actresses who had issues with Mitchell. Um, she made complaints of sexual harassment and felt unsafe. Yeah, with her. Um, apparently, she wanted her fiance on set. So apparently, oh, got they, that bad. so apparently maybe he took their kissing took, scenes too far. Their, their maybe he took some liberties. Li- liberties to maybe... Or he was just being a fuckface. That could have been it, you too. You know, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, he's also been filming um, a movie called Desperados in Mexico. And he was replaced by Lamarne Morris of New Girl. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're stupid, if you do stupid shit... You play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's how that goes. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Pretty think? straightforward. Yeah. If you're gonna fucking be skeevy with women on while you're working or just in general, yeah, don't expect he to be took, working. He took liberties. He took. Uh, he crossed the line. But yeah. everyone acts surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, the actors when it happens to them, like, hey, here's your repercussion. Oh, when the, when the actor gets fired, yes, they're surprised. I'm, I'm not curious. surprised. They didn't when go they into details. Anymore. I'm curious as to what he did specifically. But again, he played the girlfriend. The he yeah. played the boyfriend of. You know, this actress yeah. and uh at this point I don't need to know the details. Yeah. You know, they're obviously reacting the correct way, which is mm-hmm. you know, if you're being a, an idiot and you're doing stupid uh, this, shit this you was don't deserve to work. So this was uh, similar to the the star of Bull. He actually Bull. made inappropriate remarks toward Eliza Dushku. Okay. They did a uh, uh, court settlement. Or they they said she settled for um a lump sum of money. Oh, okay. That'll and do it. um which was worth her salary for three years. Wow. Okay. Because she alleged misconduct, and because he was the star of the show, they had no choice. Mm-hmm. The j- difference with Jason Mitchell is Jason was not the star. Yeah. So they so fired he, him. So I guess he was expendable. Yeah. But 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 his name was um, Michael Weatherly. That's it. Michael Weatherly. Huh? Yeah, he was on, uh, 
NCIS originally, and then he got his own show called Bull. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, Leslie Jones was on the weekend update of the season finale of mm-hmm. SNL, and she delivered a fiery denunciation of of the war women um, during during um, all the news with the anti-abortion uh, laws and the effort to overturn Roe v. Wade. And I know you wanted to get back to this topic a little bit, but Leslie <laughs> Jones appeared in a red cape and white bonnet um, in homage to the regressive dystopia depicted in The Handmaid's Tale and said, well, basically, we're all handmaids now. Before removing the cape to reveal a black t-shirt that said mine. Um, and she says, I see... On the news, a bunch of states trying to ban abortion. The next thing you know, I'm at a Starbucks and they don't take my credit card because I'm a woman instead of the regular reason, which is why I don't have no money on me. <laughs> okay. And she called out the 25 male Alabama senators who voted on the state's legislation and said this looked like a casting call for a Lipitor commercial. Um, she said, you can't control women because I don't know if y'all heard, but women are the same as humans. Why do all these weird-ass men care what women choose to do with their bodies? Anyways, I don't care what you do with you and your 65-year-old droopy balls. <laughs> Crazy. And I know that Tiffany Marie Ford wants to get back to this topic, so we'll just like, drop a couple more things. Sure. I know you love your cheesy reality shows uh, once in a while. Every now and then, yeah. They just uh, dropped the trailer for one of my uh, favorite Mm, guilty pleasures from 2010. Uh, well, the early two, th- yeah, between uh, 20, 20, 2006 and 2010 was a show called The Hills. MTV uh, revealed portions of this new Hills, New Beginnings. Uh, Misha Barton of the OC has joined the cast. Wasn't it, the OC? The OC isn't a reality TV show, is it's it? It's not. That's what's really surprising. Okay. So this, I believe, is still going to be in the vein of what you would call scripted reality. Um, and I think this is what they're still going for for this new season of The Hills, The New Beginning. So if it's scripted reality, then is it reality? It's just that they're, I think they're putting put themselves in specific situations. Okay, and just let them see and then how let, they respond. And let them they respond. Well, okay, well, that's Survivor. That's everything. That's all of them. Yeah. They all do that. They all do that. I think yeah. And a lot of your favorite shows as well. Yeah. The Love Island. I'm sure Love Island, I mean, it's, it's very much <laughs> scripted reality. Right. They just manipulate these poor, hum- <laughs> idiotic humans to do terrible things yeah. on camera. Um, Malin Jarman, um, with our coach John Legend, won season 16 of The Voice. Congrats to her. And the other big reality um, scene competition show was American Idol, as Lane Hardy was crowned the winner. Yep. I was cheering for the... I was actually following this. Yeah, and I was... I, I really liked the Alejandro. I, yes, Alejandro. Alejandro. I was rooting for Alejandro, mm-hmm. and I was rooting for the kid from Catonsville, yeah, but Jeremiah. I'll tell you, but I'll tell you this, though. Just because Alejandro <laughs> didn't win does not mean he's not going to be successful. He is going to be... I mean, a lot of the bigger was, stars from were, were not winners. We're not winners, and we're runner-ups sometimes. Exactly. Adam Lambert was a runner-up. Exactly, and he was he's singing with Queen now, right? Yeah, and I think Lane got it because of his like good boy... like. The handsome looks so and all the girls. Lane put on a good show for yeah. TV. Right. Alejandro makes music. He is a musician. He is a musician, and he sang a lot. And I think that was 
He basically made his he he, he recorded his entire album on American Idol. And I think that's the reason why why he might have not been voted in because he, he's got a record deal waiting for him. Not only that, but because yeah. he he sang a lot of original songs. He did, yeah. And those original songs were not necessarily recognized. They weren't by the voting public, so they weren't right. able to do that. But that's either. okay because, like I said, the kids probably got a record deal waiting for him. Right. And they're putting him to work. Right. So Absolutely. he's going to be okay. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, it was a pretty good season of American Idol. We'll yeah. have to wait and see if. Uh, yeah, I only caught stuff on YouTube. I didn't actually get to watch the live shows or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, interesting uh, new music news, which has to do with here in Maryland. Okay. The 92Q Spring Bling Festival. 92Q Spring yes. Fling Festival. Say that three times. <laughs> so yeah. Cardi B backed out of a show that was supposed to take place here oh, in Baltimore. Cardi B. Memorial Day weekend, and apparently she had some fallout. Mm. From recent plastic surgery. Oh, oh, oh so oh. she had recent liposuction and oh, breast brrr. augmentation, mm-hmm. and because of that, she already had like augmented boobies. Did they have to get bigger? <laughs> I think it was lipo in other Maybe. places. Oh, okay. But she said her quote was moving too much, gonna fuck up my lipo. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> I love Car. I mean, she is a unicorn. <laughs> you know, right. I love watching her on. Uh, you know, like late night talk shows and just watch, just watching her. She's a little bit, yeah, she's, I don't she's know. She's cuckoo, but she's wonderful. You think she's wonderful? Cuckoo, she, cuckoo. That Cardi B yeah. actually, now, it was a little bit the reverse Me Too because she had... Oh, when yes, she I heard was, about this. When she w- used to be a prostitute... She used to drug dudes and rob them. She used them. to drug dudes and rob them. Yeah. Now, had this been reversed... That person's career would have been over. Right, potentially. but because it's Cardi B... She doesn't get no. Oh, hold on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Here we go. Stop. Here Don't we go. say she's a prostitute. She wasn't no, a no, prostitute. That, no, she, that's she was what a stripper. She no, admitted she didn't say she was a prostitute. She said she was a stripper. Yeah. Okay. She was a stripper and she would lure men. She didn't say she prostitute. She didn't happen to sleep with men for money. Yeah. Right. No, she no. didn't seem like she was sleeping with men. But then they, oh, okay, but then okay. she drug right. them and robbed. So them. she was a fake prostitute because she she would dr- uh, she would right. rob them. She, right. she was making it seem like she was going to sleep with them. Yeah. And they would rob her. She wasn't actually. So why hasn't she got any repercussions from this? And all these other men have. And and I agree with that. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, if you're going to jump out there, because if a guy would have jumped out there and said that, he would have been the career's right. over. Yeah, it would have been done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's so some there, hypocrisy there's there. A, there's a hypocrisy there for there's sure. There's a hypocrisy there, yeah. And we were just mentioning, Lion, that she will not be at the 92Q Spring Bling Fling. Fest. If you plan on attending, Cardi B will not be there due to complications from her liposuction. Mm-hmm. So First world problems, gentlemen. First <laughs> world problems. Correct. <laughs> um, for those uh, worried that Britney Spears will not be returning to performing, she says that she still will perform. Do not... Um, She's been doing be it for 20 years now, man. Yeah. Let the, let the woman have a break. Yeah. Let her raise her kids. Yeah, she was interviewed by, um, I think uh, at some point, uh, and she said that she will, of course, be performing again. So, um, Take your time, girl. Yeah. Take your time. Interesting news on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was oh, I saw this. By a that man he later called an idiot uh-huh. <laughs> uh, while on a trip to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Last Saturday, the guy dropped 
kick. The 71 A running drop kick. Running yep. drop kick, which the kick looked actually pretty solid. From I can't the, lie. From behind. It like looked like didn't something see it coming. Maybe he was just trying to audition for a new stunt role <laughs> in the Terminator <laughs> I don't know movie. What but you don't drop kick. Uh, I mean, you know, Arnold, Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. In South Africa, yeah. they were trying to make an impact, okay? Just like their economy <laughs> for the last <laughs> several Literally generations. Okay. Arnold was not hurt, guys. Not phased. Sorry, too no, soon. He even posted, he's like, yeah, you didn't even disrupt my Instagram. Yep. So he wasn't hurt, thank God. Yeah. Because it would have been a disaster. But mm-hmm. luckily, he's all right. security he's took care Terminator. of him. Yeah. But speaking of the Terminator, I didn't. Uh, this was actually uh, just dropped a brand new poster mm. for the Terminator movie. Just dropped. Yes, Low it's key. Linda Hamilton. You see it? Yeah, with I saw Linda it. Hamilton? With Linda yeah. Hamilton, yeah. Dark yeah. Souls. That, yep. so... <laughs> You guys just said two things. Um, mm. My Instagram recently, I did one of those first, like, I didn't know how to do it for the longest time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this thing. It's those Instagram question things. So I tried the question app or the question post. Dark fate. I'm thing. sorry. Dark fate, yeah. And someone Dark asked fate. me, low key, what cosplay would you like to do? And I said the first thing that comes to mind, obviously there are a lot, but, and Linda I posted Hamilton. a photo as my answer behind the question. Uh-huh. Linda Linda Hamilton. In Terminator 2 or... Or, or it, it this was, one. It was two. Okay. It was her all completely Geared commando up. out, black the, on. Hey, pants like this actually. Ponytailed up, and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, the, <laughs> the aviator glasses and everything. Right. Yep. And um, I, I mean, the thing was, is I was like, people probably at a convention would not even know who I am, but I'd no, be like, that think feels like normal shit the place. clothes <laughs> to me. That'd be, <laughs> yeah. a, that'd be a casual cosplay to me. I'd be like. And you then just pull the, that out of your closet. Yeah, and then the funny thing is that he said Dark Souls, <laughs> and right. someone right after that had mentioned or asked what my favorite games of all time were. Dark Souls? <laughs> One of my ga- favorite games of all time. So you're a glutton for punishment. Yeah, uh, masochist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Eee. Eee. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting uh, um, news bit here. Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, yep. opened about her past with porn addiction. This is surprising. Really? Wow, yes. from a female's perspective. Hey, good for her. Yeah, so this is a Facebook series well, called Red, porn now. Red Table Talk. I mean, like, women have always watched porn, but yeah. <laughs> she got very candid on the show, and she said if she was still in her porn game, she'd be able to show you some good porn. <laughs> <laughs> back still in, on her porn game. <laughs> back in the day, uh, she had a porn addiction, but she wasn't in a relationship when she had a porn addiction. Believe it or not, thank goodness. I, I was so in the Marine Corps, so for me, a porn addiction was kind of issued to me. Is this actually true? Because she might be bringing up a hot topic that I've also written about on one of my private blogs. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, that <laughs> today, like, uh, it, it's becoming a trend for for women to talk about porn addiction from a female perspective because all you hear mm-hmm. about is the male perspective. And I personally, as a female, dated a gentleman that was, and I mean, this isn't just a term I threw at him, but profusely addicted to pornography. Mm. And uh, pornography is a thing. Any person that wants to get aroused, we understand the intention of it. I'm not saying that it's not unnatural, but to date someone that is genuinely addicted to it is, it, 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 it's, it, I'm not going to go into it, but mm-hmm. yeah. you always hear about, my point is you always hear about the guy being addicted, and I think it's becoming a trend for people to just come out and yeah. say, well, here's the woman perspective, but I think she's a little, she's two years too late, and I'm just wondering, like, why, why not sooner when this was a hot debate? Why is she doing this because... She she is trying to bring up that topic to make herself a little bit more. Exposed I think it's just the nature of the show. I mean, yeah. it, it could have just been naturally comp- like brought up in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's what I hope. So I'm not saying it sounds not. It was really poor will too. Yeah, is it is it is it really? I mean, here's the fact because there's still people that's addicted to it. I mean, but men it's not and mainstream women. anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's it's. I mean, but that's like saying you know, cancer is not a hot 
you know, disease, you yes. know, it's, I mean, it's always going to be a thing, a you know, okay, I, I mean, people have, been, people have been looking at porn since <laughs> people started learning how to draw, but I mean, I mean, like, right, right, that's what to, I mean, like, it's always we, we going to be a caveman thing. paintings but of I mean, porn, like you, you know? I guess my point is that you never, you had a lot of women or celebrities come forward trying to say, well, here's the perspective of women, right. but not enough exposure was brought to it at the time and no. she has been a person in the past that tries to bring exposure to certain hot topics yeah. so that's why I'm like is that is there any evidence that she actually went through this well, she, or she, she may not have had the forum at the time I mean, yeah now that's she, the other part of it too yeah, now she has a show where she can talk about any and everything. whatever and she wants. She films it in that. her house. Yeah. And not to mention, now she mm-hmm. has a daughter old enough mm-hmm. to, to that she can talk that. to. Yeah, 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 she can. Yeah, her daughter's now. mature enough Here's that she can actually talk to her. Yeah. I think she is. Here's the wow. other agenda. Oh, I'm, I'm actually wow. yeah. not cr- wording that correctly, but here's the other, the other agenda to that. For the longest time, the victims, quote-unquote, of pornography addiction have been women. And who makes people listen today with any topic when they speak about their perspective, women. So if you think about it from an advertisement professional or marketer major's perspective, you could bring the fact that pornography is a problem to light even more so just simply by saying, I'm a woman that's been addicted to it. Does that make sense? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It could be another agenda. That's I'm not saying that away, but I've seen that happen before, and I was wondering if there was any evidence to mm-hmm. it, or not evidence, but like I've never heard of her, and I, I respect her. I love her as an actress. I've right. never heard of this prior. It's just very random yeah, now it's of random. all time. It's come out of nowhere. I mean, you, you yeah, haven't heard about anybody else. She didn't have the forum yeah. before. I and mean, yeah, that is she's always she has always had the forum. Like, well, yeah. no, I mean, you, it's a huge difference between being an actor. Um, you know, where you get to hear people on TMZ, maybe, or, right. you know, behind the scenes. Versus having, having your, your own, own show. Right. Your own show that you control. Right. Yeah. And talk I about mean, whatever topics you want to talk about. I mean, about. Yeah. she was Jada Pink and Spick. She, w- or sorry, <laughs> she was Jada, you know, exactly what I just said. Mm-hmm. She c- she actually had her own Form. Maybe it's a secret publicity for Aladdin. <laughs> See, that makes Who sense knows? too. Who knows? <laughs> my lamp. <laughs> you know, Jada's Jada's yeah. Will's I mean, wife. I'm not trying to sound disrespectful yeah. anyway. It's just no, she you don't sound disrespectful. But she has I, I been a person that's done this before with other right. topics. That's, that's but that's like you right now exactly like when you just Lying said that blood. you wanted to be the Terminator, right? Right. And you said that you may show up there and people might not know who you are. Well, the fact is, is if you want to do it, it's your choice. It's mm-hmm. her show. You know, it's it's a thing of like, hey, I didn't have this show before. I mean, I, I got it now. I don't think I'm gonna bring it up now. Logically, and you don't I feel... don't think they're comparable, but I I do agree with what you're saying. I see the right. intention you're trying to make. I mean, and and I agree with you. I mean, I don't I don't. I mean, you know, she. It's just I think now she has a show, and she's like, well. You know, since we're on the topic, let's talk about I this. Let's I can talk about yeah. whatever I want. Let's yeah. talk about this. Let's see. How. And then her daughter is 18 now. And we just looked it so up. So you think it's a matter yeah. of she's now talking about she it after her, her daughter her kids was were adult. mature enough to understand but, it. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. And she can you and she can give her own perspective. So you've seen yeah. her show. Willow, Willow, yeah. Well, actually, I heard this topic because okay. they even went into because they 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 talked about some things I didn't agree with. Okay. You know, um, as far as the porn and stuff like that, and they were talking about uh, addictions and they were saying that people that watch porn are more likely to cheat. 
which I'm like. That's been a reason. I mean, that's actually been um, research and evidence that has been brought up for years. They wouldn't cheat as much because they have that other outlet. Right. No, it's because it's based off of the assumption psychologically that because you have some outlet or, well, it's not just that. To be honest with pornography, it's because the ideas, the biggest concern has been the ideas that are portrayed in pornography. Um, The the lust and that form of desire. People automatically assume that because you watch that that's what you want especially as a man so your partners will always assume that you're you're watching it because you would cheat on them with those women right um i mean we can go into this in a del like uh, i could delve into this topic <laughs> from a person that has been personally affected by it before yeah. but or even from my 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 education my background with psychology and such but i think that's a different episode to go into a different <laughs> show Whoa. i see your degrees are coming to play criminal yeah. justice this psychology the, i mean outside of my day job <laughs> this is the first time i've gotten to talk about it at all with people like because you know you you study something you get your specialty you work in it but yep. how often do you get to talk about talk it talk about it yeah and now i'm starting to I, i'm starting to feel like a doctor <laughs> or something but i'm not like i'm not a doctor <laughs> but so, I just... so my my question to you is do you watch porn Ooh. am i allowed to ha- i'm glad this we have a long show tonight show. am i yeah. okay so you have to be prepared season finale for, you have to be prepared for a complicated answer and as a man are you sure you can handle that uh, well, it seems as though I masturbate frequently to porn. <laughs> I, I believe I am. Uh, oh, <laughs> how much is Tiffany Marie Ford willing to divulge her divulge. private life? Um, well, 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 let me start. Well, we've come full circle so, because you have the choice. Right, yeah, exactly. Close. And exactly. that, and you don't shame sex workers, up. so you support them. I mm-hmm. mean, again, so. I that's also a black. That's not a black and white topic. I didn't say I support them necessarily, but I made a joke. And mm-hmm. if we want to go into that by the end of this show, people are going to be like, "Did she just say what?" You guys really okay? So, do you really want to know my opinion on? You have my support. In either direction you want to go. Yeah. Let me take another drink of my champagne before <laughs> I consider my words. <laughs> there might be a brief I pause mean, of only, suspense. Only reason, only reason I'm saying that, X and that, is because your question was was do you watch pornography? And and the reason I'm asking that is because we're talking about we're we're kind of like shedding the light on addiction because my question is at what point do you feel though is you're addicted mm. you know what i mean like i i watch porn so that's a good question you do know what you, i mean am i allowed to mm, you're I'm allowed some, to say and to do whatever you like from what i learned of what addiction can be okay to be honest with what you what type of porn do you like <laughs> okay so when it comes to pornography it exists that is a thing whether you agree with it or not it exists I have met those women in... I've met several of those women. I've met Sasha Gray. I met Sa- um, Sasha. Me too. I met Sasha Gray when I lived in Los Angeles. She seems I very met, nice. <laughs> I met <laughs> Sasha. I met or, Jenna Jameson. I met Jenna Jameson as well. I met Angie Savage. Nice. Uh, looks like an anime character in not a good way in I've person. I've been with... <laughs> um, you met been her with in Los Angeles. <laughs> I met <laughs> Sasha um, Sasha Hayes as well um, because the way I met her was my one of my best friends at the time photographed her and had to retouch her boobs for hours because they were implants. And I learned then in the process of what fantasy versus reality was. Uh-huh. Bringing up the porn topic, do I watch pornography? I wouldn't say I actively watch it, but have I? Yes. Um, I feel like I'm a very... I'm not going to say unique because that makes yourself sound special. And I don't find myself special in any sense, but <laughs> I don't... 
I don't react to things based on just a simplistic, animalistic, impulsive sexual arousal. I'm a very mental person in the sense where I have to typically choose and have an emotional connection with people and or things to become sexually aroused to them. I can admit and acknowledge that someone is attractive. Okay. Um, however, it's more pansexual. It's it's not even men or women. Just the way that I function is a bit more cognitive, I suppose, um, and present. So I again, I can see a person, and also I've been a photographer before professionally. So the way that I see a person nude is is the lighting hitting them this way, or there are certain curves. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I can acknowledge someone that is appealing to the eye. However, it is often a cognitive choice for me to be aroused by them. And that is because of my views on art in itself. If you go back to the Roman Catholics and fine art nudity, it's all about intention. Now, pornography is purely intended on arousal. arousal. However, because of my knowledge or my experience, sorry, not knowledge, that sounds pretentious, but my experience on art and growing up art nude. in a light in a family mm-hmm. um, that knew of what fine art nudity was nudity was not unnatural to me as a kid so i didn't grow up to think that nudity automatically meant sexuality exactly and that's why i love art and i love nude art because i see the curbs or the light versus well that's a titty um which is why you need to do more boudoir photography (laughs) i want both in front and behind i don't want to (laughs) do i I can't picture myself as a patreon so i saw titties and got my and my dick got hard <laughs> See, exactly. There's a the difference. But have <laughs> I watched pornography in a short version? Yes. All right. Do I watch pornography? It depends on if my partner wants to because I feel okay. it's a shared intimacy sometimes. Okay. I feel it's a subjective answer. I can't say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would under the right circumstances. Am I against it entirely? I'm against it when it comes to unhealthy, being used as an unhealthy mechanism and being used as an alternative to your partner. I don't believe in. I believe it should be used and and promoted more if you're going to use it as something you share with your partner, not as an alternative and not as an escape. I think that's when it becomes unhealthy. I also feel that pornography as a, a daydream, if that's what you think is sex is, then we need to discuss sexual education. We a need bit to more. get a show with you and James Dumont. Like you guys, <laughs> you two just just a whole five hour slot. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, I mean, like, you asked me a very what, controversial topic. I didn't. Well, I didn't. I didn't know you was gonna give me an essay. I, I just. <laughs> I was, Woman, what did you I was, expect I, here? I, I was. I was <laughs> Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that was. I watch porn sometimes. It's subject. Let, let me go back to something we used earlier. It's subjective. Yeah. Like another topic we discussed recently tonight, briefly. Okay. Well, yeah, that's another can of worms. I don't think we should go into. What was you saying, Nick? What was you saying? I said I watch porn sometimes. Oh, that no. was your whole answer. Yes. Do you watch? <laughs> did you uh, do you watch Once a, a day, with, five with, times a day, six times a day with Mrs. Captain yeah. or without? <laughs> That's for me to know and to you to find out, out I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, find and her not to find out? Oh, no. That's her for her to find out. <laughs> that's for, for Al not to find out. <laughs> yes, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. All right. Let's move on. As It is getting a, in the wee hours of the evening. On our <laughs> I think we're all okay season here. finale. Episode. You know who you brought here. We, brought <laughs> we are going through this entire packet, gentlemen. Yeah. I know that we're none of you done. know exactly what we're talking done. about, but... We have things to discuss. Yeah. We got things to talk about, Dennis. Kevin yes. Spacey. Don't things to say. Soon. We have pizza Your and boy. cupcakes. Sometimes I watch porn, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Another scandalous 
actor. What is he up to again? personality What's is Kevin Spacey facing a lawsuit from a massage therapist oh, who claims happen. to have been sexually assaulted by him Were they Korean? in October 2016. That's playfully racist. Oh, wow. Who? Without knowing. Be playfully. They, so we, without knowing the man's name. Oh. So apparently. It was a man. You're a, it was a man. Which we, we but you're really allowed knew. to do it, but without oh, no, knowing their name about? in Kevin the crime? Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Oh, Kevin, yeah, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. So apparently, um, he wants to know the identity of this man, this this uh, massage therapist, but apparently he does not want to identify himself into the proceedings. Because he doesn't want the media just, you know, ruining right. his life. Right. So I guess he... I'm, I'm sorry. So what you're saying, Al, is... Mm-hmm. The massage therapist filed a suit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he wants to know who that massage therapist is, but right. in doing so, he would have to admit his name into the own court proceedings yes. to get that information because right. that's how the law works. Yep, that's so, how the law works, yeah. So we don't have this massage therapist. We don't name. have his name, no. And uh, Kevin Spacey, who we already clearly know is the subject, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to admit his name. <laughs> You guys see what I'm saying here? Um, <laughs> yep. He right. is the person that doesn't want to... Well, he can't be anonymous forever, though. Clearly, because so it's about court, him right now. Right. So if the court finds that the need for the plaintiff's anonymity outweighs the prejudice to defend it uh, and the public's interest in knowing his identity at this stage. So um, if well, it proceeds the trial, we'll know who he is. Here's yeah. the sad part. So has how the, many people have you sexually uh, uh, harassed? How many massage therapists have you harassed that you don't know which one? That's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> that you don't yeah. know which one Could is coming at you right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, you bring that's the sad point. part. He wants to figure out which alibi to Lion, come up with. You oh, I wasn't right. there at that the show. <laughs> like, he needs to prepare what himself. The hell? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm just like, wait, he. I was thinking of the. See, you yeah. can see my legal background. I'm like, wait, he is concerned about this guy not releasing his name. However, he already right. released his name into the court. Wait, but what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Celebrity baby news. Kim Kardashian, Kanye West welcomed their fourth child named Sam West. P S A L M, Sam. P. Oh. As in the. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I want to go some west. There's some discounts. Like Psalms. Like the, the there, Bible verse. Like the book no, of lion, Psalms. lion. Like the there's Psalms, yeah. some discounts on going some west states right now. Is that what it is? <laughs> Yo, have y'all <laughs> seen <laughs> some west states? Because they crazy with politics. Nope. <laughs> I'm. Oh yeah, because am I not being funny enough? North, Did you get that was Northwest? Considerably <laughs> funny. Please step into my office because <laughs> you're <better>. fired. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Congratulations to Colin Jost, the luckiest man on earth. Colin, who? Colin Jost is engaged to Scarlett Johansson. <gasps> oh yes, he is the luckiest <gasps> man on earth. Wait, wait, isn't that the third luckiest man in her life that's been engaged? Who cares? He's I mean, the luckiest man on earth so right now. She she tends to not go for the megastar. She tends to date. She dates down. Down. She dates down. That's Ryan good Reynolds to do. wasn't down. That's what we're on. Okay. Wrong. Okay. That's See. <laughs> I know, okay. And now he's the, the biggest star. Here's what I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Take my wife for example. When you yeah. when you date down, you're generally happier. I don't know because if you think about because I'm dating I, up and I appreciate I love it. Scarlett Johansson is my epitome of mm-hmm. perfection. Like when I yeah. think of Kirby. 
You saw the you right, saw the, my right the right amount of curves. Right? If, jo if Scarlett Johansson Scar wanted to date down not enough, I would leave my wife for her. <laughs> not when she first started oh as Black Widow. Because she knows did not mean when that. I, she knows that. She knows that. She would I leave me for the you, have, you have a bunch also. of passes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know this. When I watched the first <laughs> Avengers movies, okay. yeah. when I watched the first Avengers movies, I don't think she was as curvy when you actually look at her going through that hallway. No, no, no. Now she's curvy, mm -mm. and watch under the, the skin. more the more Enough that said. the more that it went through the film, she was scared. She was curvy, but she was mm -hmm. five foot four and one hundred and twenty pounds in the first mm -hmm. Avengers movie. That's okay. So she she was curvy, but she was tiny, petite. She's but tiny, as she huh? progressed, I think she got better. I'm okay like, with uh, it. Have you have you seen Under the Skin? Yes. Full yes. frontal. Yes. Yep. Scarlet full frontal line. Also, that's seen. not even the best example. Ghost in the Shell. Well, there's no full it's frontal nudity. No, it's but it's essentially a nude suit. <laughs> I'm looking for like people that have made silicone suits based off because I have the 3D print suit yes. of Major, but it's not good enough. And I also have her casual suit with the, mm -hmm. you know the combat jacket and the combat boots. I yeah, have the right. leather pants. I have mm -hmm. all of that. And I have the wig, but mm -hmm. I want a silicone suit made, and no one has made it wow. yet. Mm -hmm. And I will pay thousands of dollars for that suit. <laughs> and I will also. Get down to that weight and her body shape in days if I have to. Trust me, I've got my tricks. But you're the perfect person to to, to cosplay as no, uh, as Black you Widow. Don't even, no, you don't even know how much I weigh right now. But no, you have the look, you have the hair. You, yeah, you, my you, hair, my my hair is this long right now based on my best friend's opinions mm, and Neil's okay. opinions. I'm just like, and I've seen your cosplay as a scar. Great cosplay. It's amazing. Really? Great cosplay. Really? It's fantastic. No, Black no Widow, one yeah. can. No one can compete with Scarlett Johansson. I think well, she's she no, no, I know for a cosplayer. Yeah, you're the Scarlett Johansson doesn't girl. cosplay. But she's an actress. So, so, okay. <laughs> so with that opinion, Al, if yeah. you ever meet her, you have to try to get me with you to meet her mm -hmm. so that she... Oh, he is Celebrity Soto. Are you alluding to you want to go to the next event that Scarlett Johansson... I want to be her lookalike, if that's possible. <laughs> okay. Oh, you want to be her like her either... We have different noses. Either a stand-in or body double or stunt double? All of the above. Okay. I know martial arts. I made this work. You cool. know how to fall down? Yep. Okay, she's good. You know she was in town. We can for practice here in studio one day with <laughs> the camera. Like. Yeah, she was in town for a Winter Soldier. So <sighs> she was. Yeah, which a few of us got to work on as yeah. background. I yeah, have yeah. to like contour my nose right here at the bridge a little bit. Okay. Narrow my jawline. <laughs> That's I all just the magic of makeup. I was right. at um, Colossal Con a couple two years ago, and I did swimsuit version of Black Widow, and someone oh stopped. The, okay, so someone in their group of friends stopped me, and they're like, "I'm sorry, I had to do a double take." Because you look <laughs> just like her. See? And See? I'm like, there it is. See? There it is. It was makeup. And she's like, no. You look no. just like her. I'm like, even the little oh. beauty mark right here. I think doesn't Scarlett have something similar? Does she have a beauty mark here? Pretty I sure. Think so. I think I've she always does. just noticed her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a funny story. So Moby apparently is lying on his dick. Um, now, <laughs> who is lying on his Moby. dick? What? Moby, Moby, singer Moby. So Natalie Portman is set, setting the record straight. On the rumored relationship with singer Moby. Oh. So in this tell-all memoir, Moby claimed to be in a brief romantic fling with Natalie Portman, meeting her backstage at one of his shows. He said, I was a bald binge drinker and Natalie was a beautiful movie star. But here she was in my dressing room flirting with me. And then said their rom romance ended when Portman revealed that she met another man, which he described as a moment of sweet relief. And I uh, thought I was going to tell her that my panic was too egr egregious for me to be in a real relationship. <laughs> so now she is disputing that, 
saying that it's all errors and inventions, mm-hmm. and that she is lying about the interactions. Um, also, apparently, Moby had lied about his age initially, but obviously it was easy to find out because of being a public figure. Um, and apparently, she believes that he intentionally lied about the nature of their interactions to sell his book. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing he did not lie is about how they met. Um, she did meet him at one of his shows, but asserts that it was only a friendly interaction. Um she described Moby as a much older man being creepy with me. <laughs> Is what Natalie Portman alluded to. So, oh Moby, I don't know how you can get yourself out of that one. Then again, it's a he said, he said, she said story. Oh Moby, what a dick! <laughs> I see what you did there. There it is. Step into my office. Rehired. Aw, yay! Yeah. So we lost an Instagram um, star. And a feline star. That's right, oh, Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat. Internet's most famous feline. I know you're a cat lady. Mm-hmm. TMF. I'm a cat lady. Passed away. <laughs> seven is pretty young for a cat. Seven to, is very young. Die, I had a cat right? that that's was 25. So yeah. 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 Especially considering the breeding, because both of mine are domestic short hair, and I always thought mm-hmm. it was going to go with some extravagant, beautiful breed. But So right. the but average lifespan of she was a Grumpy Cat... cat yeah, but cat. still, so dwarf cats actually, uh, contrary to uh, part of belief, live longer. Really? They mm-hmm. have, oh. they don't have joint problems, first right. and foremost, that happen in older cats. Have smaller joints. Um, so at least 13 years would have been the average for yeah. a but domestic average, yeah. short hair. But it was a medical thing. It, yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. actually allude to everything in its entirety, but uh, even a domestic short hair in the United States, the average lifespan is 21 years. Yeah. Can you believe oh, Grumpy Cat had 1.5 million followers on Twitter? Uh, yeah. I am not surprised at all, actually. Because it was one yeah. of the happy things of today's society. It was society. one of the best kitties Aww. ever. <laughs> so we lost, uh, certainly, Grumpy Cat will be missed. But mm-hmm. in addition to Grumpy Cat, former WWE superstar Ashley Massaro, also who had appeared on one season of Survivor, died at the age of 39 and apparently... Apparently, it was due to suicide. Um, Wait, who was this? Ashley Massaro. Um, she was. Oh, I heard about in this. In the D- WWE, she uh-huh. also oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, I saw she, she got a start in Diva Search. Mm-hmm. She did one season of Survivor and Survivor China. She was actually voted off um, early in the competition. Um, mm. She retired at 2008. She had a daughter Aww. as well who was 18, and she's 30, she was 39 when she passed away. That's too bad. So, apparently, um, she uh, struggled with depression. They didn't allude to how she killed herself, but uh, apparently they they performed life resuscitating measures. Didn't work. Uh, did not work. Um, so, really, really sad. I've actually met Ashley Massaro that's at uh, damn shame. Um, Maryland Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Um, they had uh, they tend to have a lot of, uh, a lot of guests. stars guest stars that appear on their show, and I got yeah, to meet yeah. her backstage, and she was really nice, and and she was beautiful, she was talented, and she was a great great wrestler. She actually worked in the ring really well so for her to at 39 to pass away due to depression that is fucking young and killing man. herself that sucks. and and not to mention the fact she has an 18 year old daughter yeah and that this that's really really sad yeah it's so. rough you just left your child to wonder what they did wrong mm-hmm. because of what they did not do right right in order to be enough for you yeah. that is what you just did yeah yep Aww. And uh, just a couple WWE things before we wrap up tonight's show, because that was on the topic WWE. 
Um, Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view was this past Sunday. Your boy Braun Strowman was not in the Money in the Bank match as he was taken out of the match. Was he? Yes. Replaced by what we thought was going to be Sami Zayn, but instead, towards the end of the match, Big Nick. Yep. Brock Lesnar returns. Oh, I heard about this. Grabs the Money in the Bank contract. A lot mm-hmm. of people were upset about that because they feel Lesnar is only a part-time uh, worker who should not be at the top of the roster. Like him climbing a ladder was the most he's done all year, right? It, how did you know that one? Yes. I, I read that. You read that. I read so that. that's the most that Brock has done, wrestling-wise, was climbing the ladder to obtain the Money in the Bank um, <laughs> contract. <laughs> yep. And when he cashes it in, we'll have to wait and see. He could cash it out on Kofi Kingston instead of Seth Rollins. You never know. Never know. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, speaking of Kofi Kingston, he was successful in retaining against Kevin Owens. Good for him. Seth Rollins in a phenomenal match retained against AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Becky Lynch defeated Lacey Evans in the women's title match for Raw. Okay. However, the SmackDown Women's Championship, she lost to Becky Lynch. Fucking Becky Lynch. Um Oh, sorry. I fucked that one up. Uh, I was going to say, Becky Lynch <laughs> lost to Becky Lynch. She must have Language. Rolled, her, rolled her ankle or I something. Like I don't like fucking profanities right now. Becky Lynch. I'm a lady. My virgin ears. I and need you to fucking stop. <laughs> oh, Becky Lynch in the SmackDown Women's Championship match lost to to Charlotte Flair. To Charlotte Flair, who is not Becky Lynch. Who is not Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, so she's no longer Becky Two Belts. Mm-hmm. But Bailey cashed in her Money in the Bank contract as Bailey won mm-hmm. earlier in the evening, won the women's Money, Money in the in Bank. The bank. Um, yeah. Had a good night. Good for her. So so Bailey cashed in, Do won the women's championship. Cool. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Samoa Joe. Rey become, Mysterio is yeah, still around. Yeah. He's still <laughs> doing his thing. To become old the, now. the yeah. WWE United States Champion. And he is not going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. He's Good. not going to be in the new Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, that's other Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with either. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that one. That's funny. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Ray <laughs> Mysterio is not now. I did not come up with that myself. He's now a triple oh. crown, ch- or rather Grand Slam Might champion. Might as well just make John Cena Spider-Man. <laughs> I know yeah. you like John Cena. No! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love John Cena. He's a nice guy. But he's Ray. Good, he's actually a pretty good actor, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's great. I'm shocked. Yeah. yeah. He did great in Bumblebee. He did. He did fantastic. He also plays piano and he knows yeah. Mandarin. Ray, unfortunately, however, despite women winning the U.S. championship. Despite, despite, despite women. women despite, <laughs> again, despite a topic women, here avoids Despite tonight. women. No. Despite winning. Okay. We've had some drinks in the uh, <laughs> studio yeah, today. We did. I'm, I'm waiting Ladies here. and gentlemen. Despite winning a little the bit United of social States. Lubrication. No, he's a... Ladies and gentlemen, despite that was a the sound Freudian of his slip. voice, yes. I know how masculine right. it may be. He doesn't even finish his drink. <laughs> so, Despite winning. It's a light drink. It's a light about. drink. Despite winning, he's chugging. Dislocated his shoulder in his match with Samoa Joe. Uh-huh. They're going to address the status of the U.S. title next week. Uh huh. So we'll have to find out. Wait, next week. Despite winning. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yes. The next big. Oh, this is a really huge card in Saudi Arabia. As you know, WWE has this relationship with uh with, with Saudi, Saudi Arabia yeah. uh, with some um big major cards. Now there's certain wrestlers because of. You know, the nature, the political nature mm-hmm. of what's going on in Saudi Arabia. Yep. 
they refuse to be a part of that show. As you know, they sure. don't want any women on the show. Right. So there's no women on this super showdown mm-hmm. uh, spectacular. That is a country that practices Sharia law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So no that women are allowed to be on there. Yep. And Daniel Bryan refused to take part in this event, so he will not be a part of it. But uh, a huge card has been announced. It's highlighted by The Undertaker mm-hmm. versus Goldberg for the first time wow. ever. Wow. See, those are first, dudes I know. You know these guys. I know these guys. Lion knows Undertaker and Bill oh, Goldberg. Absolutely. Bill first Goldberg. time ever oh. in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> he's cool. completely discriminating against me because he's like assuming I don't even know. You know some Goldberg see, and Undertaker. I'm an old woman. I know them. <laughs> yes. But see, that's not the match I want to see. Where you I want to see Stone Cold versus Goldberg. Stone yes. Cold. Oh, shit. Yes. The That's the match snake. I would love That's to see. If Stone Cold can wrestle again, but his neck's his, really fucked His up. whole body is You're fucked You're making him up. sound old now. He is well, old. No, he's got ne- I don't he's like got neck ageism. No, no, it has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with his age. It has to do with the fact that his body is in pieces and held together I with mean, screws and metal. <laughs> exactly. No, that's not. Okay, but you literally just said he's old. Yeah, way to be old, oldie. <laughs> no, he just injured himself, you know, within athletics. For 30 years. Demanding <laughs> of extreme bodily sport. <laughs> exactly. That's not old. Is, I would love to see that, though. That, oh, man. That would be my match. Another old ever. school match. You know happened. what? You're old because you have a beard. And a, I have I'm one. not even going to finish And they, were, they right. were in the. No. I have one gray hair in my beard. And a gut. They were in the. Um, is that a rehabilitation it's not fat, factor? It's power. That's a rehabilitation factor, right? A lot of time and money invested in this bad boy <laughs> exactly. right Exactly, and that's why you can't perform? <laughs> Keeps me warm can in the winter. Make this an email yeah. form mm-hmm. argument. <laughs> email form argument is so funny. Um, <laughs> They were in the company at the same time for a short for a short bit. For a short bit, but they never face each other. They never face yeah, each other. Yeah, I know. I would have loved to see yeah. that. Yeah. Randy Orton versus Triple H. Another old one. school WWE feud uh, coming back. As part of Super Showdown, your boy Braun Strowman will be facing Bobby Lashley. <laughs> you know, I've never seen him wrestle. You got to watch him because he's your twin. Because he's my twin. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Andrade challenging Finn Balor. I have no idea who either of those two are. <laughs> For the Finn, Balor, I, Finn Balor is the truth. Awesome. I love Finn Balor. And he'll be who the, is the other king. Who is the other guy? His painted per- persona. Yes. Who is yeah. the other guy? Uh, the other Andrade guy? Cien Almas. That's just fun to say. He is a uh, Mexican. Andrade Cien Almas. Roll your tongue more. Ooh. Andrade. <laughs> Andrade. <laughs> I mean, shit. I, I'm getting wet. Dolph Ziggler. Was that Chewy? Was that Spanish <laughs> Chewy? <laughs> I love that. And Dolph, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, who returned on SmackDown last Tuesday, returns Ziggler. and challenges Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. That's a hell of a fucking card, man. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, They dude. also reintroduced a version of the Hardcore Championship called the 24-7 Championship, which can be defended at any time, any day, as long as a referee's present. It can be uh-huh. anywhere Outside of the ring, it yeah. can be anywhere outside the building. It can be eaten at McDonald's, and then a ref shows up. Ref shows up. And you got to do work <laughs> yeah. right there. They're bringing back the 24 7 rule. So I'd watch that. <laughs> and as you, long as it happened in one of those kind of confines. Because you, you know. remember the Hardcore Championship I back do. in the day. I do. They were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're bringing it back. Yeah. But it's now called the 24 7 Championship. I'm okay with that. We'll see how that one goes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's how the presidency should go right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 24-7 match. <laughs> right. Someone just rolls in and they Wrong throw down right this there. this year. Right. 
needs to be brought to a discussion. As long as there's a VP present, yeah. you should be able to go at the president. Yes. Secretary of Defense is the ref. Go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I have to say, Ric Flair is okay. He, he is not dead. He's not dead. He was hospitalized after a me- medical emergency. He was mostly dead. A lot of people thought he was on his way out. Not all yeah. dead. Because he got kicked Arnold acting. Schwarzenegger and Ric Flair was on the other side of Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, when they're all it's dead, serious. when they're all dead, there's only one thing and, you can do. And Rick posted on Instagram. I ain't dead yet, motherfuckers. Yeah. So. Exactly. And if you post <laughs> it online, it must be true. Yes. So surgery was successful. Good for him. The Nature Boy is now resting at home. The Nature Boy. Woo! And you mentioned Woo. John Cena being a great John actor. John Cena! Do, 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 do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to be the person. A lot of wrestlers want to do the same. As you know, your boy, Roman Reigns, will be in Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big Show uh, it has is going to be in Van Helsing on Sci-Fi. Big Show has been in a couple things already. Yeah, and he's though. been in a bunch of things already. Yeah, he's been. I met that so, is yeah. a huge I like Van I met Helsing. That is a large human, yeah. yeah. I, met him yeah. I, think I, I think I do have bigger hands than Big Show, though. No. I got big hands. I would love to see. You got some big hands. But let me tell you something. You do have big hands. I mean, those are definitely some 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 big beaters there. Holy crap. I have big hands. But let me tell you. Thank you for reminding me that I'm super white, too. Thanks. I shook the Big Show's hand and it felt like a mitt yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it was ridiculous you didn't get to see what just happened <laughs> yes. but as they compared and commented on his hands right i you know what to was say about cocky hands. as per usual and <laughs> he put his hand up next to me in a challenge of me to meet my palm to his and i did mm-hmm. and just to let you know and what did we learn i was non-existent in comparison there it is. <laughs> and very, no, very some, frail. Nick got some dick beaters. Yeah. Got, yeah, we, in the Marine Corps, we call these gorilla-sized dick beaters. That's what these are wow. right here. Okay. Those are not Donald Trump-sized the, hands. They are don't not. want to know the backstory on that one. It's just a rip. Well, we're going back nope. into the porn thing. Don't we're going back into the porn thing. He said, don't want to know. Don't want to know. Carry on. This is the last birthday list. Uh, the last birthday list. Until for, uh, the fall. Yeah, until the fall, unfortunately. All right. All right. Singer Morrissey, the Moz himself is 60. 60. Happy birthday, Morrissey. Happy birthday, Morrissey. Actress Ann Cusack <laughs> uh, is 58. Ann Cusack. Yes. I know Joan. I know John. Uh, that's the, another sibling. Another Cusack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know um, my ball sack. Uh, so. Okay. Mark Christopher Lawrence is 55. Best Mark known for his role on Chuck. Okay, yeah. Singer Johnny Gill's 53. Johnny Gill, 53. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stressing this out a little bit, man. Yeah. That's the last one for a little bit. Actress Brooke Smith is 52. Ooh, there it is. A great actor who became a friend on House of Cards. He's been on Below the Belt Show. Mm. Michael Kelly. Michael. Happy 50th MK of Big House of Cards. Big 5-0. That's right. Douglas Stamper of House of Cards himself. Good for you, bud. Uh, Naomi Campbell, uh, supermodel, is 49. Oh, wow. Um, Allison Eastwood, the daughter of Clint Eastwood, is 47. Wow. Anna Belkamp is also 47. Sean Gunn is 45 from Guardians I, of the Galaxy. I met him, and I tried to do a magic trick for him. He just wasn't about it. <laughs> he, he did not sell. <laughs> he couldn't care less. He was like, it was at Awesome Con last year. You showed him the little rubber band. I trick? showed him the rubber band. He was just like, okay. Not enthused. He's literally like the most unenthused human I've ever met. Oh wow, maybe he already knew how to do it. He may be. Yeah. I was impressed by it. Right? I thought pretty, it was cool. Have you shown TMF? I'll, sh- I'll show you my, ma- show TMF. my rubber band magic trick. Yeah. It's an actual magic trick. <laughs> you see it's how an he... Did you, hold on, like, did you see how he just censored himself? Band, right? <laughs> yes. 
Hold he on. censored no, himself to make it look not sound perverted. I'll show you my my magic trick. I just specified he actually means an, a, rubber a rubber band. band. It's not a dick joke. Not an innuendo. <laughs> Continue out. Actress AJ Langer is 45. Jennifer Goodwin from Once Upon a Time is 41. Actress Maggie Q from the Divergent movies is 40. Maggie Q. Yes. She's only 40? I met her. She's so nice. I met her on a Divergent Maggie movie. Maggie Q is awesome. only 40. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. I met she her. Is. on and, and me and her talked on her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. On her birthday on the um, Allegiant. Not her 30th oh, birthday. Nice. Not her 40th birthday. No, it wasn't. It well, wasn't Allegiant. Because she was nice. Allegiant. Yeah. And I met her on her birthday. We had her birthday on set. She's That's sexy. And she, yeah. was, she, she was sexy. real cool, too. She, she good looking. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, WWE's own, is 38. Doesn't look like me. Yeah. Actress Molly Afram from Last Man Standing is 33. Actress Anna Barishnikov is is 27. The Russian. (laughs) I know, right? Duh. (laughs) (laughs) If he dies, he dies. And Selena Kyle from... Gotham. That's Cameron Bikendova from Gotham. From Gotham. She's 20. 20. And you have a birthday shout out as well. Yes, sing happy birthday. Yes, sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Ding. Happy birthday to you. Ding. Happy birthday, dear stars. Ching. Happy birthday to you. Yes, there we awesome. go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Lovely. Congratulations on now surviving look, another trip around the sun. Now I look forward to having you sing on mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. TMF, that was amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, Guys, now it's my th- turn to this, sing. No, this, this concludes um, after our final plugs and final mm-hmm. fa- farewells on Below the yeah. Belt show. Guys, I'm going to miss the heck out of the show for the summer, but it gives us a chance to recharge our batteries. Yeah. Uh, get back to the technical aspects of Below the Belt show, get which has been lacking. Yeah. Go on well, summer vacation. Me and Al have natural tans. Yeah, true. It, yeah. I true. will be hosting a Twitch show that actually talks about oh, cool. once a week um, some pop oh, culture cool. updates. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping only to host this involving this crew. Cool. We're going to talk about that further with Al tonight. That was my okay. plan. He doesn't mm-hmm. even know it's a surprise. Okay. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, uh, Al. While watching me make a fool of myself and talk about politics as well when I'm drunk okay. on Twitch, but <laughs> I was hoping to, um, you know, during the summer, you know, continue the spirit of Below the Belt show wow, with my okay. Twitch series, and maybe we can oh, discuss cool. that later with the team here. That would be a lot of fun, yeah. I'm down. And that's Fear Winters on Twitch. Fear Winters, Fear Winters on, on Twitch. Twitch. One okay. thing I haven't changed. We're going to have to figure out how that logistically mm-hmm. will work. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, any other last-minute plugs, uh, farewell, I'm, salutations? Well, uh, I don't know if it's a plug yet, but me and Mrs. Captain are writing a script. Nice. Hopefully by the time dude. we come back, it's done, and uh, we'll, right. we'll get the filming and stuff. But for me, in regards to farewell, I will say that I got started on this podcast because Lion asked me one random Wednesday night and yeah. said, yo, man, you want to come in and talk about like movies and shit? And I'm like, cool. And that was, I mean, how long ago was that? That was before before tonight. <laughs> that was definitely before tonight. As I look over and it's he's been just about a year, right? in a cupcake. Right? And, and I got to say, honestly, Al, I appreciate so much being able to be 
become a part of this and you've been uh, a being great a regular. Asset. It's been fantastic. It's been one of my favorite things to do oh, this that's year. Great. That's great. So that you know, here's to more episodes, man. Here's some more episodes. BTB yeah. will take in a little break. Um, not by my choosing, but due to the station management, they're going to have to... We'll upgrade some hardware and software. Get some things mm-hmm. done, but yeah. in the meantime... To upgrade the show to make it better exactly. for your guys' demands, obviously. Get back to, get back to live streaming. We TMFs, Twitch. We also have BTB on location mm-hmm. at these upcoming events, including Wizard World Philadelphia, the All-Star Comic Con in Northern Virginia, yep. and many more. Balticon um, coming up, too. Baltic- uh, Baltimore Comic Con as yep. well. So we'll hopefully be back for And that. possibly New York Comic Con, because I'll be there. There you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll be yeah. back on air then. Yes, October. That, w- yeah. that was a good time. We'll be back for that. Lion was there for that one, guys. Mm-hmm. So thanks again, guys. It was uh, a phenomenal show from top to bottom. James Dumont, great interview, solid um, mm. veteran actor who's yep. been a character actor for so many years. Mm-hmm. He's got the new show with um, Danny McBride, McBride yep. and a new movie on Netflix with Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. called Wonderland. So a lot of great things. And um, yes, we always end with more great interviews. The final interviews. Hold on, I got something to say. Oh, you do got oh, something. Oh, get, get in there. I got buddy. something to what say. True lies. Real quick. Fashion. Got something there. to say, okay? What's up? What you got? You guys ready? Yes. All right. Anti-abortion I forgot. Okay. Wrong. All right. Okay. My, I'm sorry. I forgot. All right. Okay. All right. So, behalf. <laughs> so, closing out tonight's show, I thought I'd play another classic cut followed by the final two interviews from Awesome Con. Oh, I, can, I know I would just say now. Okay. I got it. Okay. I remember. Okay. Okay. I love you guys. He has ah. a general. I love you guys. The love, the love is returned, man. We love you. And yep. we love our listeners on Below the Belt Show. We love everybody. B2B host, past and present. <laughs> yep. Our guests. Our friends, our families, and our fans, guys. You stay golden, Pony Boy. Man, I'm going to miss the show in the summer. However, more stuff. BelowTheBeltShow.com, the place to be. Follow us on our Facebook page. We have to get the Instagram up and running. It's, we haven't been posting much. We should probably work on that, too, My Instagram's already yeah. promoting Instagram that apparently doesn't exist, I as know. I did tonight. Yeah. I, I tagged know. at... Below the belt show. I wonder who I tag now. Yeah. It, it is us. It's just we never we haven't updated it. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I should be some other porn site. So I thought a great second classic cut before these great interviews from Awesome would be Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. If you yep. saw that John Hughes Game of Thrones yep. video. That mm-hmm. works for tonight. And I think it's very proper, both for Game of Thrones and of course. B2B rules the world. Yes, it does. Followed by the last two Awesome Con interviews. It's an 80s throwback, which is a great, another great reason to have yep. that 80s song. Anthony Michael Hall and Kelly LeBrock. Nice. From Weird Science. Hell yeah. Of course, Anthony Michael Hall's been I had the in hugest so crush many. on Kelly LeBrock. I used to have the hugest crush on her. Right? Yeah. Weird in Science, right? Top Gun for me. A top Gun. So we talk yeah. about. You're thinking of Kelly McGinnis. And we had a lot but, of no, weird no, Kelly LeBrock, wasn't she? Kelly LeBrock was in Weird Science. Kelly she McGinnis. Was. I like how we Hold all on. say we're going to end the show both? and then we nerd out. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is yes, below the belt. That show. was below the belt show. On behalf, Kelly McGillis, you're right. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. yeah. Well, see Kelly McGillis now. You might rethink that. Maybe yeah. not. This but now, thirty years ago. But below the belt show. Below the belt show. So we like the fact, of course, the cow. Drogo of the DMV from the hood <laughs> to Hollywood and member of the SWAT team, Linebeckwith. Mm-hmm. 
You guys, it's been fun. I can't wait to get back to you guys. But until then, this summer, we'll keep it hot for you. <laughs> That's right. Big Nick, a.k.a. The Captain. I got to make this one count, don't I? Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. And we'll see you in the fall. we'll see you in the fall. (laughs) That's right. Fira Winters, Miss TMF and Whispers of Autumn cosplay. If I am to leave you with anything, be strong. Do not be a victim. Be an advocate. Continue on, because that's all life can guarantee, is how you wake up tomorrow, and you will wake up tomorrow. Today, that's just a picture in the past. Wow, that was nice. And hopefully you don't have herpes. <laughs> Be excellent to each other, party on. Damn guys. it! <laughs> and I'm your host with the most, Al Celebrity Soto, a.k.a. the Philippine Dream. <laughs> Stay tuned again to our social medias, facebook.com slash below the belt show, YouTube page, youtube.com slash below the belt show, Instagram at below the belt show, and of course, below the belt show.com soundcloud.com slash below the belt show and on iTunes search for below the belt show guys we'll see you guys in a few months stay tuned for these great interviews from awesome con and our classic cut tears for fears everybody wants to rule the world guys lots of great stuff to keep you entertained this summer on location interviews videos that will be posted but our next show guys will be sometime late August we'll see you guys in a few months until everybody On behalf of everybody here, peace. Peace out. (laughs) My. I hope he cut it right in time. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. All right, guys, we're here at Actress Extraordinaire Kelly LeBrock of oh. Weird Science fame here at Awesome Con 2019. Kelly, are you, having, are you having a good time tonight? I have a good time everywhere I go because <laughs> it could be the last time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you that's, never know. You never know. Uh, tomorrow's not promised, right? That is correct, sir. That's a very good, a very good point. So, obviously, you're known for your, your best work is in Weird Science. If they were to do like a sequel, which I don't know why they didn't, or like a reboot, would you love to be involved with something like that? It would be hard to be involved in it without John Hughes because he is yes. the film, and to me, there isn't anybody that understands that kind of genre of film like he did, and he's gone, so I think I'm gone too. Oh, that's unfortunate, yeah. Yeah, well, they were talking about doing another uh, weird science, but mm-hmm. not using any of us, which I think would be a mistake. 
right? Yeah, I, I would agree too because you always have to pay your respects for the OGs of the originals uh, with your franchise. Yes. Now, um, would it if you were to be brought back in your same character, how would you like the story to go? How how would you see your character in Weird Science in a sequel? I think it would be cool to have me be a parent and maybe have the boys help me out do a, a switch, right? Yeah, I love that idea. That's great. That's a good idea, but uh, I haven't been doing any films for a long time because I've been raising my kids, Okay. but I am now going back into film. I just did a oh, film sweet. that should be coming out in a few months called Charlie Boy. I have a very small role, Okay. Um, and then I am producing a film called A Prisoner of Hollywood, uh, where I have a really wonderful f little part uh, that I'm really excited about. So how do you like doing the pr film producing? How do you enjoy that? I love it because you get to be in control. I get to pick who I want in the film with me. Uh, I just got a decent budget uh, to do the film, and uh, I like being in charge, okay? <laughs> you got it. Kelly's in charge. Why not, right? I love it. Kelly, thanks so much for talking to us much. here. I click on this show and below the belt show. If you could, let us know who you are from Weird Science, and let us know you're on click on this show. Hello, this is Kelly LeBrock, and I'm on Click on the Show. Right. Oh, yeah, and if you were able to cosplay or costume, who would you, who would you like to be and why? Uh, if I was going to put on a costume? Yes. Uh, I think I want to be Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I love it. Awesome, Kelly, thanks Thank so much. You. Hi, Ali Dash here with Click on the Show and Below the Belt Show, and I am here with... The one and only Anthony Michael Hall. Hey, Ali. Good to see you. Thank you. So, how have you been enjoying AwesomeCon? This has been a great show. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a proud American patriot, so I love being back in D.C. I have never done a show here, and it's really nice. I mean, the fans are loving it. It's a great space. There's tons of stuff to do and a lot of, you know, great interactivity between fans and people that they've come to see. So it's really a blast. Having a good time. That's awesome. So do you have any uh, favorite fandoms, uh, cosplay that you would want to do? Well, you know what? I just, it's I, so funny. So much of the focus is on what's behind the table, but really the best view is from behind the table looking out. So there's so many great ones. I mean, like this one over here. Can we spin over here and see it? This girl's dressed, look at this. They have like a, this is from what, the karate kid or something with the curtain. She's walking around with her own shower curtain. And as usual, all the cosplay is amazing, you know? So I love that it's a very creative outlet for people. It's not just about yes. this merchandise and all mm -hmm. that. So it's a real, real special show. I'm loving it. Absolutely. And you are part of, you know, two iconic movies. I'm a, you know, big 80s movie fan, um, 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club. Um, how, what has it been like to be part of, you know, two beloved movies and being a part of that? Oh, it's awesome. You know, I think anytime you, you choose a life, a creative life, it's really great. You want to be remembered and, and you want people to like your work, of course. So, you know, as a young man, I got to work with John Hughes and he was just incredible. He gave me these opportunities and all these years later, after all the work I've done, I mean, those films are really beloved, you know, the ones I've done with him. So it's a real honor. You know, I really appreciate it, you know. And uh, and coming to these shows is great because it's just great meeting people and seeing them have a good time. So, yeah. yeah. You were fantastic in, in both of those films and everything that you do. Thank you. Uh, and with all these reboots coming up, is there a chance for... A like reboot a, for Breakfast Club? Or? It could happen. I think the script stands on its own, so it would be up to Universal Pictures if they wanted to. But, you know, even recently I worked on Riverdale, so you have the cast of Riverdale here. You have people from different decades of film and TV, and most importantly, the fans are loving it. You know, people have a good time, and it's good family fun, too, so it's great. 
Yeah. Would you want to be a part of a reboot? If I would. You know, I'm a little too old now for some of those films, but you never know. Never say never, right? <laughs> yep, you are the principal in Riverdale, so That's maybe right. you That's could take right. the place of the principal. Hey, you and... never know. Right. I went from the student to the principal, so <laughs> I'm glad to be here. <laughs> awesome. I want to thank you so much My for uh, taking the time to talk with us, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your show. Thank you, Ellie. And I want to thank everybody who's come to, out to Awesome Con. Thanks for your support, and uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. Okay. Great. This is Anthony Michael Hall, so stay tuned for Click on This and Below the Belt shows. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.